Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. the Swoops World Late Night, and uh, kind of like a special show tonight, huh, T-Bone? Yeah, a little uh, different. <laughs> uh, Peter's not here, because uh, we're moving the studio. This is where it all started, actually. This is the original, uh, my half of the studio, uh-huh. uh, way back when, in uh, December of uh, whatever it was, uh, 09. Uh, I was here, Peter was at, at his place, and uh, then we decided we needed to actually be in the same room, but... Uh, so we're actually in like studio, the original studio A. Yeah. Which is uh, <laughs> had to dust off the mothballs and then you know, <laughs> get, get, get lighted up in here. But uh, hey, uh, we'll get uh, we'll be back with our regular uh, regular team next week with all the uh, all the wheels, bells and whistles going. But uh, until then, we got we still got a fun night going on. Mm-hmm. We got Anthony Davis about eight thirty. And of course, we got to do our beer tasting in the right. T-Bone's timeout, as always. Mm-hmm. So, plenty going on. How's your week been, man? Ah, uh, well, my week's been pretty fun, man. Since <laughs> since last week's show, or since last week's uh, liaison, because <laughs> uh, we didn't actually do a show last week, I have rolled over into a new decade <laughs> on the <laughs> odometer. Uh, I I tried to drink my age in beers at Oktoberfest up in Big Bear. <laughs> And I've enjoyed several fun sporting events on the television screen. Nice. So. I think the day you went to Big Bear, a plane uh, fell into the mountain there. Huh? There have been two plane crashes up there in like the last two weeks. Wow. The one, those, this last one was a guy flying solo, and he he's dead. Wow. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, the other one that, that looks like all the, all of, there was three people. Out three there. people. They, they yeah. all got out, and they were mm-hmm. like, they looked like they were. Fine and dandy, and we yeah. were getting out, man. But uh, yeah, it's—I uh, don't know. I don't usually you hear a lot about crashes in Big Bear, but all of a sudden you get like a little uptick. Yeah, um, it's a weird little airport. I mean, and there's not a lot of flat ground out there, which yeah. is kind of kind of what pilots like is the flat ground. So, um, <laughs> is it like landing at Catalina or something like that? You know, I. I've never flown in or out of there. I know, I've seen where I've driven by the little airstrip there yeah. several times, and 
it's in the little you know the little valley so it's not very wide at that part of the lake so i mean the the ridge on either side is up pretty high he, he i guess this guy crashed on the north side like over by fawnskin um but yeah i I don't know, man. I don't know how these guys fly those little things uh, solo know. to begin with. That's that's some ballsy stuff. <laughs> it so. is. It is. I used to live uh, fairly close to the Fullerton Airport, and I used to see them coming and going quite a bit. But uh, those, especially those smaller airports too, man. Smaller mm -hmm. planes. You know, I see some of the uh, you know the two seaters or whatever the Cessna techs leaving out of Long Beach, but they're like maneuvering around a bunch of big planes too mm -hmm. so those guys are even yeah that's just an adventure either way you do it yeah <laughs> true that man true that uh we we actually have two shows this week man we uh sunday we'll be doing a live appearance and show at the tavern and bowl at the triangle in costa mesa 1875 newport boulevard be there uh there's an event going on there called the breast uh, put on by the breast cancer angels and uh a lot of the proceeds will be going to them. I guess if you're going to bowl, the half half the uh, all bowling costs will go to Breast Cancer Angels. They'll have raffles and prizes, photo booths, uh, surprise desserts, three dollar pink cocktails, three dollar draft beer, and with all that going on, also the Sunday night game will be going on when we uh, yeah. broadcast. Man, I think it's who's playing that this Sunday, Sunday night? night's game is the Saints. Is da, da, da. Green Bay and New Orleans? Oh yes, yeah. So in New Orleans, yeah, we'll be there part of that during part of that. We're, we're going to go on at a, set up the, the events goes from four to eight. We're going to set up around four. We'll be live at five, and and then uh, we'll play it by ear after that. Be fun, man. <laughs> I'll finally see this AD in person. Yeah, I hope AD's going to be there. We're going to have to talk to him about that. See if he's going to show up for this. Uh, you know, he's he's at a lot of events. I don't know if he's on tap for this one on Sunday, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna twist his arm, and make sure yeah. Uh, we're gonna con him into it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So man, uh, uh, without Peter here, man, we just gonna have to uh, we have to wing it because he always you know talks so much. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know how, what I'm gonna do with all this extra microphone time. I'm gonna take all eleven of Peter's words and roll them into mine. He's been uh, he's had a, he's had a couple busy weeks, man. Yes, he, he, he sold his house and mm -hmm. uh, moved to the new house and and uh, oh, and by the way, his wife is in China. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've she, got to imagine she, 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 she left the country the same day he started moving, man. And the move was not his idea. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy, I know you're listening. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to have a whole lot to talk about when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I helped him a few days, man. They, 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 you know, they, they, there was a lot to do, but uh, a, new, a new place is going to be nice. I mean, it's a nice, it's a really nice place. And cool. It's a few blocks away from the old spot, so we're looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, settling in there. And uh, I guess they're getting all settled in and whatnot, and, you know, all the stuff has to be delivered. And, and they got a few extra rooms, man, so that means... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Saying we can really do the drinks, wine, spirits to a new level. I don't know about that. I just know, I just know that he's gonna have the, the, the wife's gonna want to furnish those spots. So. That's true. Well, that's uh, put the pickup truck to work. Yeah, we'll have some good times. We'll have to talk about all that stuff. We're gonna take our first break and uh, then we'll come back, chat things up, and then uh, it'll be about that time for uh, AD. You listen to Swoop Stroll on the Talk Story Radio Network, and uh, this is Robert John the Wreck. I will tear you down. Back up this.
Fire's eye Fire's like the cold that burns in your eyes And I am not the man you're praying for I am all the mistakes you've made before down at you all I see That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live United. 
I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the wall. You're listening to Swoop. And welcome back to Swoop on the Talk Radio Network. And uh, uh, you know, as we were talking to you, you got you got uh, you got the game on. The World Series is, mm-hmm. is, is happening now, and. Uh, Yesterday, I guess the Giants just crushed the Royals, but uh, how they looking tonight? Tonight, it's uh, not quite polar opposite of last night. It was good through six. It was tied. It was tied two to two, going into the bottom of the sixth. And in the bottom of the sixth, the Royals chased Jake Peavy and then the next four Giants pitchers uh, on their way to a five-run sixth. Wow. So it's seven to two here in the bottom of the eighth, and Lincecum is on in relief for the Giants right now. So. Uh, they're letting Timmy smoke and letting him throw late in the game, uh, but right now the Royals, with it's hard to call anything a commanding lead in the postseason, <laughs> but they're up they're up five in the bottom of the eighth. So the Giants are down to three outs essentially. Wow! In this that, one, and they're still in they're still in Kansas City, right? Yeah, this yeah. one this one's in Kansas City, and then tomorrow they're off, and I believe Game Three will be on Friday in San Francisco. Nice. Uh, the uh, I think the Royals. I think they uh, had George Brett on the field yesterday, and uh, yeah, he was the last time they won, won a World yep, Series. They, that was back the in the eighties. Yeah, huh? the last time they won a World Series, I was one one year old, <laughs> celebrating my first birthday while the, the Royals won a World Series. That one, we almost had a rematch of that this year. Well, I mean, not almost because the Cardinals kind of wilted a little bit, but that was that was. Kansas City versus St. Louis back in '85, and we had a shot at that again this year, but wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be, man. I remember George Brett; he was a baller, man. Yeah. His brother played ball too, and uh, they were they were, they were good. I mean, the, the Royals they're, were good they're back from, then. They're L.A. kids too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, absolutely. They were from like Hawthorne or Inglewood or something Local, like that. Torrance yeah. or somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so you know, we, we put out put out some good product mm-hmm. every once in a while. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it used to be a time when uh, a lot of a lot of the local athletes stayed, especially in football, stayed local. Maybe mm-hmm. played for UCLA or SC or something. And now they're all headed to Oregon. And well, I mean, <sighs> you got to give all these other schools all over the country a lot of credit for yeah. being able to pull top talent kids away from here. I mean, if you're if you're a badass athlete and you can go to USC and have all of the perks that come along with that, <laughs> and some other school impresses you enough to go to Eugene, Oregon. Like, where the hell is that? <laughs> or, or Ann Arbor, Michigan, you know, places like that. I don't really give Michigan much credit in that regard because they've got enough tradition to recruit on. But yeah. some of these newer schools, I mean, you know, more recent upstart powers in college football, you got to give those folks a ton of credit for getting kids to leave. SoCal. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, jeez. <laughs> Especially those cold weather places. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember as a kid always seeing San Diego State play against teams in the, in the, the WAC and in the Mountain West. Like yeah. Colorado State and Air Force and all these teams in pl- Utah and, you know, those teams in places that people here think, Ugh. 
and you know Colorado is beautiful. Utah, uh, <laughs> I, think I can live without it. But well, see, you know what? Actually, schools, there are parts of Utah that are beautiful. There are. There absolutely yeah, are. Yeah, You're right. It's just yeah. there are also parts that ask for Mars <laughs> when you film a movie. And uh, but all the, like Colorado State in particular always had like half their roster were kids from California, and they they weren't like the top shelf, you know, four or five star athletes, but they yeah. found kids. From this pool of talent out here who could play and lured them out because you know the scholarship limitations that the NCAA has put on have definitely helped That's true. spread it around a little bit you know but when, when you talk about the fact that there's what 12 million people in in a 30 mile radius here where around where we live like, yeah there's gonna be some talented folks here that's true so. that's true and you know the Stanford pulls pull, pull quite a few of them now too yeah. I guess they always have I mean you can go back to like Elway and even kid I played with Darren Nelson, he went to Stanford too, and he ended with the Vikings. And but they've always, you know, they've always, uh, you know, kind of pretty much. There was a lot of time that a lot of that talent stayed in California, mm. and uh, you know, you, you hear a guy here and there was, you know, like you said, some of these other big name places and stuff like that. And I knew a couple guys who played for Air Force. It's a big commitment there, man. That is. <laughs> yeah. At least, you know, at least if you played Air Force, you get a chance to win a little bit while you're in college, and then. Win, win the future for us for a few years. <laughs> our last, our last uh, brick of hegemony there. You don't the see it. You know, there's like uh, years ago. I mean, you talk about like I, was, I, I think about one guy because I watched his kid play this weekend. I mean, uh, David Robinson mm -hmm. and uh, Roger Staubach, and there's some, you know there's some guys that uh, you know turned pro after doing their making their you know their commitment, mm -hmm. you know their military commitment. But uh, you don't hear about that much anymore. Not much. I think most of these guys. I mean, for one, now I think that there there are ways to kind of bypass it now. If you are at an, a service academy and you have like a wide open path to riches in professional sports, there are occasionally ways around it. I think, ah. at this point, but I don't I I don't know. I, you just don't see that that many top shelf guys go to those places right, anymore. Right, exactly. Partly because of that commitment. Partly because academically they're a lot more selective. And I mean, just ask you to do a whole hell of a lot more. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, you want me to go to football practice and do these crazy classes? Oh, and by the way, I have to go train on you know with my regiment or whatever every weekend. Like, jeez. I, I used to work with a guy whose kid was a basketball player, and uh, he was at the either Air Force or Naval Academy, mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking about how his kid his entire day was filled. I mean, he was only getting like three, four hours sleep. Because, you know, after, by the time he got done with practice, mm -hmm. you know, he said he was studying after lights out. Because they, they actually have lights out yeah. and stuff like that. And he, so he's studying by, you know, by flashlight or candlelight, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, then up at O-Dark 30 in the morning for uh, Reveille and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And like you said, all those other commitments. And, and uh, a student athlete there really doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, <laughs> well, and, you know, the, the folks who are, I, I, know, I have... My valedictorian for my high school graduating class went to West Point, and all of the students, your first two years, I think, everyone has to participate in an intramural sport. That's mandatory. Wow. And my, my friend, his freshman year, he was late to sign up for an intramural, and we played football all through high school, and the last two years, he was only playing just like, I'm tired of football, I gotta play something. 
you know, I have to be involved in a sport to, you know, pad my stat, pad my resume to right. get into college. And he was so sick of football by the time we graduated high school. And then he goes to West Point in his freshman year. He has to sign up for a sport. And everything else is full <laughs> except for sprint football, which is like, it's kind of like seven on seven, but they're basically beating the crap out of each other. And he's like, oh, my God, I hate this. <laughs> You're the one who chose to go there, dude. <laughs> no, the rules before you hit there, right? <laughs> he, he, did his, he did his six years in the Army and said, peace. <laughs> He was too late for lacrosse or uh, something something he hadn't done before. And he wanted to do powerlifting because that was one of the options, but that one was full like, right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're SOL, man. All special forces guys down in that one right away. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, is uh, those guys, actually, all those guys, pretty much, that's basically officer candidate school, right? They all, they all come out officers. They come out officers, yeah. yeah. So. I don't know if there's any special forces guys actually there. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There definitely were. There, because I mean, they to just to get in, they have to do all the same physical tests that that everyone has to do going into just if you enlist as right. an 18 year old. And I remember watching this guy train for him, like because the the recruiter guy would come around. Every so often, and he would be out there after football practice doing the runs and the push-ups and all the other stuff. And I'm like, you mean after after uh -huh, the entire yeah, practice, uh -huh. he's got to do all the extra stuff. What are you doing? Man? <laughs> like, you didn't run this hard in football practice. No, because he had. I, to, and then I got it. I was yeah. like, oh, you don't want to be here, but you actually want to do this. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, good for him, Dad. Yeah. Good for him. And he was here for. He did his whole like six-year commitment. He did six years and. Spent a couple years over in uh, over in the Middle East, yeah. and you know, he was like behind a desk the whole time over there because he was a major or something, second or other. something or other. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his rank was, but basically, he would tell the guy like I think he did a little bit. Of, he was part of one of those like social scout teams where they went around and knocked on doors and talked to the locals. <laughs> like, so what's pissing you off? <laughs> what can we help you with? You know, it's like okay. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the right personality for that shit. That's, that's not my gig. <laughs> good for him, man. Good for him. What's he doing now? Now he works for some big accounting firm down yeah. in Orange County. Yeah, he got back to California. Yeah. I think he was a little tired of the East, East Coast thing <laughs> and the Middle East Coast thing. <laughs> <laughs> Send me somewhere west, back home. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's awesome, man. Right, good for him. Um, see, what else we got here, man? We got AD coming up in about uh, seven minutes, and he's gonna have plenty to talk about. We'll be tasting a, a local beer from a local brewery tonight, man. Uh, this is a Beach City Brewery out of uh, Huntington Beach, California. Oh. So, uh, be giving them a try. I heard good things. Surf City guys. Brewery already taken. Uh, I guess so, man. <laughs> I've heard good stuff about these guys. Nice. So we'll, we'll, we will see. We will definitely see here in just a bit. Let's take a, a quick break and then come back and get AD on the line. You're listening to Swoops Road on the Talk Star Radio Network. This is uh, JD Nash. He'll be coming in uh, in a few weeks. And this is called 55. Back up to this.
sunset's low in the city you left behind. Filled with heavy hearts and dying hearts, having no rhythm or rhyme. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
Look for a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics. Or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. That's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. This is Carrie Wade, and you're listening to Snoop's World. Is it a constant spin? I ask as I begin to once again feel unsettled in my skin. And that's Carrie Wade, and I welcome back to Snoop's World. We're going to be giving AD a call here in just a second, and uh, and. See what he's got up to talk about. He's always got some good stuff to talk about, interesting things to talk about. So uh, let's give him a dial. Please leave your message for nine four. Again here, man. He's got his phone on a. What do you call that thing? Voicemail came up. So let's try this again. He knows we're calling. Can you give us the wave off. Uh, no, he said. He said. Uh, He's not on. Do not disturb. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here. Gotta be ready to hang up because he put his number on it. Ad. Good evening. Hey, how's it going, man? Welcome to the show. Well, it's been a good, it's been a good day. <laughs> oh man, we got, we got, we got, we got plenty to talk about. We, we've been, uh, we've been chatting back and forth over the last week, and uh, so many things have been going on, and so many things have been happening. Uh, let's start with a little bit with the NFL. Uh, last week, uh, the Seattle uh, Seahawks uh, let Percy Harvin go. Man, uh, apparently he's been disruptive to the team, getting in fights and. Causing problems in the locker room. Uh, you know, you played a lot of years and a lot of different guys. Uh, what, what did you think about when you heard about this? Well, first of all, you know, I don't believe that locker room stuff. I mean, when you get into professional, when you get into pro sports, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're an independent contractor. You, know, you just go do your thing, you work together. I mean, this, this stuff is entertainment. It's a myth. Whatever. If he, if he had some issues, he did something to either Pete. And he didn't do anything in the coach. He did something. He offended Pete in some kind of way. And if I'm anybody close, and I'll pull him to the side and, and, and grab him by the neck and say, look, what are you doing? You're getting paid to play football. You're getting all this money to play football. You just want a Super Bowl. What else you want? Hey, if they don't if, if they don't throw you the ball into the rest of your career, you should be very happy. The money you're making, you got a Super Bowl ring. How many guys want that? So so I'm, I'm going to take the side with Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll – leans back and bends over for everybody. And based on how he's brought players in since he's been there, uh, it's been phenomenal. So I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Pete Carroll. I don't know if Percy Harvey's thinking about Well, the, the, but, some of the stories that came out, uh, they, 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 he got in a fight. Uh, God, I forgot who it was. Like, was it Golden Tate or somebody? Right before the Super Bowl. One of the Bowl. other receivers. Yeah, right back, before the Super Bowl. And uh, they, they showed him on the sidelines at the, at the Super Bowl with a black eye. And they said he gave him a black eye. Got in a fight with somebody else prior to that, uh, and 
you know, when when they and they just figure uh, the way I understand, it, they just figure he, you know, he's more trouble than he's worth. That's what they call negative retention in some businesses. You know, the 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 thing, the problems you cause are worse than what you actually deliver. And the fact that he, you know, hasn't played a whole lot because of injuries too. So uh, it's it was interesting when I read it because you know the guy is an outstanding ball player, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes he, I guess, just your personality or just your behavior is disruptive enough to a team. The team lets you go. Well, first of all, what have I said to you before? Doesn't matter how good you are, they're gonna get rid of you. They replace you. You might not be the best, as good as he is, but they're gonna replace you. Right? Yep. Don't they get that? As a matter of fact, he might be suffering from brain trauma. He probably needs to go see my doctor, Doctor Amos, so he can have some supplements. <laughs> That's the thing like he's suffering from. He said he's been hitting the head too many times. What's the matter with this guy? Uh-huh. I mean, for frankly, he'd have been in my day. He'd have been out of the game. He'd have been out of the league a long time, yeah. a long time, faster than that. They don't tolerate that. They didn't tolerate that crap, and they're not going to tolerate it now. And if, he, and if he'd have been with a Belichick, he'd have been gone even faster than what Pete did. Pete bent over backwards. With him. I've heard the story. Pete bent over backwards with this guy. Yeah. And to be fair, he made it longer with one team in the NFL than uh, Tim Tebow or Aaron Hernandez, his uh, co, his teammates with the Gators, did. I mean, so. absolutely. <laughs> and you know, some, as far I, as I, I think concerned, that has something to do with it. To be honest, that, that I, I think, far as far as I'm concerned, I think the Jets is just last last stop. Because you remember, you, and you notice one thing, and you know, and, and one thing, they still have respect for person. You know what they did? They tra- they traded him out of the conference. The whole, not to just the NFC East, but to the AFC. Yeah. So they had they respected his talents. They weren't going to trade him to within the, within their conference. They weren't going to trade him within their division. They're not going to trade him to St. Uh, to St. Louis or uh, the Cardinals, you know, or San Francisco. Can you picture him if he's with the 49ers? <laughs> that was going to happen. So what, what did they do? They shipped him all the way to New York in the AFC East. So that should tell you something. Yeah, for they some, some, some drug. They don't want that to come back to haunt him. Yeah. For some well, the only, the only way they're going to keep Percy Harvin. For one The only way they're going to see Percy Harvin is that the Jets and the Seahawks are going to be in the Super Bowl, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that happen anytime soon, man. <laughs> that's not going to happen. So what Percy Harper should do is, 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 is go and help help them that jet organization get his act together. If he thinks he's going to do that stuff in New York with that with that press and that and that scrutiny, got something going. The guy should be blessed if he's even in the league. And I understand he has migraine problems and everything, and that could be part of it. You see, you know, you got to have you, you got something's got to be wrong with him emotionally to do all of that stuff. You know, to get get into uh, fights like that. Something 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 is very dysfunctional about his. Is his attitude or his mental capacity? What something's going on? Is some is there some demons on inside of this guy? It has to be. Yeah. Who 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 does that? <laughs> I mean, come on, you just want you just want a Super Bowl, dude. You just want a Super Bowl. Yeah. Be great to be with a team like that. Well, speak, speaking of Super Bowl, you know, every every week, every week, uh, every uh, every game. Uh, you know, you got the pregame shows, and then any, the, and then the postgame shows, and the, the Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, you know, things have been shifting and changing and stuff like that. I believe uh, Arizona is at the top of the charts in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see? Right. Do you, what do you see uh, out there as far as uh, you know playoff opportunities? I know the season's still early, but do you see anything? Anybody there to surprising you? You know, every you know, it, it, it's a neck and neck course race, as far as I'm concerned. 
this year, if you know, everybody tries to hype and say everybody's trying to get certain players and certain teams. It, it, you know, something we can't pick anything. Who knows? The Cardinals like one. The Cardinals could sweep the, the, the NFC West. Who knows? But they they say the Chargers can beat Denver. Who knows? Kansas City. I mean, in every division. And if you look at the, the NFC South, that's really a really fun and wacky division oh with Carolina and New Orleans and Atlanta. I mean, come on. You never know what's going to come out of that division. And then, then you never know in any division. I mean, you definitely are always going to say Seattle. Here's the teams also you're going to see. You're talking about Seattle. You're talking about uh, New England and AFC. You're talking about Pittsburgh and AFC. You're talking about uh, Denver. And they're talking about the San Diego Chargers and the AFC West. So it, it, can be, it can be anybody. It can be a door course. It can be anybody coming out this year. Anybody. Anybody can be at that championship game. For the NFC and the AFC. And you never know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And matter of fact, I sort of like that way anyway. Yeah. Because that's what the league wants. They want that parity anyway. And matter of fact, you know, it's, to me, it's exciting to see what's going on because on any given weekend, somebody can win. And I like that. One of the things that was interesting for me this week is, uh, you know, you see these matchups and, and teams. Some teams, they look, they look good one week and they look horrible the next week, and then you don't know how they're going to play the following week. And, uh, going in the, the, the late game, uh, this uh, or the Monday night game, was uh, uh, the Houston uh, the Texans and the Steelers, right? And uh, you, you know, you, the, the, the hype was that the Texans had the Steelers, man. They had their number. And then it started off that way. I think the Texans went up 13, 13 nothing or uh, something like that uh, right out of the gate. And then, uh, you know, Roethlisberger and, and the uh, Steelers came roaring back uh, before halftime. Um you know, there, there's big swings uh, sometimes in these past few weeks with teams that you think were uh, done and done and dead and weren't going to be the, what, the, what we're used to seeing, and then they come back in, uh, in the next few weeks and uh, show they still have it. So, you know, the, the, the same thing happened with the uh, the Patriots. Yep. You know, they started off kind of slow, and then they, they've been blowing people away. I think the, the Packers did the same thing. And uh, so I, I don't know, is it – are we getting a lot of hype, um, you know, early on in the season, and then the teams fall, fall into place and and get their get their groove back, or is there just uh, that parity in the league everybody, that you're talking about? Everybody got the hype. Everybody got the fantasy football. They got everything going on. I mean, the real football versus the fantasy football. Tell you something. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a pit. It's gonna be a pissing the whole year. And everybody said, "What's wrong with the Packers? Nothing wrong with the Packers. What's wrong with the Packers? Nothing wrong with the Packers. Or oh, what's wrong with itself? Nobody's wrong with the Packers." It's just everybody's neck and neck now. Yeah, you know, maybe 49ers might stick out a little more. Maybe Seattle might stick out a little more. Maybe Pittsburgh was, was, was stuck. Hey, listen, it should be that way. And whatever all these analysts are talking about, you know something, you know, you guys need to be cooled down, just like Aaron Rodgers. You need to relax. You don't know what you're talking about anyway. <laughs> it was shocking me some of these former players said, what are you talking about? You know you know that anybody can beat them. And now I think half these teams, I think most of these teams now, with the scheduling, they're tired anyway. That's the reason why. With that Thursday night game, that affects the whole league and how guys perform and how these guys condition and how, and, and, how player, and, and how coaches manage their ball players from quarter to quarter and how they script their game. You see, you, you see the Thursday night schedule and the way they have everything scheduled, it should, it should be deemed that you need to expand your rosters because of injuries, all kind of injuries, all the concussions they're getting now. This time people get knocked out every week. So I just believe the way you see the parity going is because how they're scheduling everything because teams are tired. 
And another one, you, you guys fly over to Europe. Man, can you imagine going to Europe? That's very disruptive as far as your health and your diet and stuff. You're going to fly from one country to another with different time zones. you got to train in that thing. Then you got to come back all the way across the, the world and the ocean and prepare for a game on that sun, the next Sunday. That throws the whole – and then some teams got to play on Thursday. See, that throws the cycle of all everybody off. What? And, and what, what the public got to understand is that that changes the dynamics of a league and how guys perform with win and loss categories. One of the things I found interesting regarding that, and uh, maybe I just hadn't paid attention to it, but the Sunday night game, uh, I think uh, Denver played the Sunday night game, right? Yeah. Okay, they played right. the late game on Sunday, and they played Thursday night. Uh, I, you know, it seems like that, you know, just those few hours, it's one thing to play on Sunday and then play Thursday night. I, it seems like you would, uh, you know, schedule a team to play the early game for the Thursday night game because it's a short week for them. But they played late Sunday night, which means they probably didn't practice, or, you know, Monday was probably a day off. And then they're going to play on Thursday, so that's that's a quick turnaround, I think. It's too quick, and as a former player, it's too quick. It's go, they, they should go to you can go Monday to Monday, you can go Sunday to Sunday, but not Monday, not Sunday to Thursday. That changes the, that just that changes the diamond how you practice. Everything affects every affects you, and then and then if you're a team that plays on Sunday, then the Thursday, what if you have significant injuries? You got to go dig into your squad, your, your your practice squad. I mean, a lot of things can happen between Sunday and that next Thursday. So I'm so I'm against all that stuff. They ain't talking about expanding the league. That's crazy. If you're gonna do that, you need to expand your roster, and then you got to spend more money. Yeah. So 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 the NFL is trying to build a brand, but the mean thing, you're killing these guys off. Because if you get your break, if you if you if you're in a really seriously physical game on a Sunday, and then you got prepared to play on a, on a Thursday, that'll kill a team. And then some teams. They probably played on the Sunday. Then the next week they're flying to they, they, they're flying to Europe. And if I'm going to Europe, the two teams in Europe will have a bye week. They're not doing that, right? So I'm sick. So I'm against the schedule. That's my opinion. And, and, and the listening audience can say, you know, how? Huh? I want people to say, I want you people to think about, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. And that's the reason why you see these teams doing what they're doing. It's, it's a yo-yo up and down. That's why you're seeing the closest of these games because one team just flat out ties. It's went out hard. I mean, come on. I mean, if you, if you what do you play? If you, if you strip, you play ninety plays. You play. If you, just say, just say like if you go from Sunday to Thursday and you play a hundred and you have one hundred eighteen uh, plays, right? In two games, and that's a lot. That's a lot of physicality, Speaking and that's a lot of fatigue on your joints and your muscles. And then I'm telling you, when you play from grass to turf, that does another thing too. See, when you start getting breaking everything down to what players got to deal with and condition, then you can see why these these guys are fatigued and tired. That's it. It should be Sunday to Sunday or Monday to Monday. That's that's what it should be. Right. And I don't know about this Europe thing. <laughs> that that flying fifty sixty cats over to Europe and everything that that is a that is a that is a job in itself. It's bad enough just going from San Francisco to San Diego. You talking about going from out of the country? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see it because I mean, I, when I used to play from when I used to go from LA to, to Florida, or Florida to LA, vice versa. For, for me, that was a major adjustment. Right. We got the time. So, 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 so your question, you, you, so your thing is, I believe the reason the parody and everything is so weird and why everybody's trying to make these, I believe it because of the conditioning and what, how the scheduling is. 
is why these guys playing where they are. Right. And in the end of the day, I do like it because I want—I I don't want to know who's projected to win. I want to see who ends when that bad penny goes off in the fourth quarter. That's why. That's what my thinking is now. That ain't college. Let's talk. Let's talk about a couple individual players, and we're going to move over to the uh, to the college level. Uh, uh, this week. Uh, uh, we've got a couple guys who are, are, are kind of setting some records. One of them being DeMarco Murray. What do you, what do you think about this kid, man? Well, first of all, what Dallas is doing with, with, with DeMarco Murray and stuff is they should have been doing that when he first got in the league. And they should have been doing it before he even got in the league. See, see, see the issues with, with the Cowboys, just from a football standpoint, they lived and died with Romo. And now, and now that Romo has a run game, which they already had, they just never implemented it. That's the problem. They just never implemented the run game. You see, they have people there that can do it and run it, and you can manage it. And all he needs to do is manage the game and throw as needed. And that's what they're doing. That's why they're 6 7 6 one, seven, one whatever the record is now. I think he's got, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he, you know, the thing is, him is he's, he's the first uh, the first running back, I believe they said, ever to, to average 100 yards a game in the first seven games of the season. Uh, I mean, he's putting, he's putting some miles. Brown. Him and Jim Brown, and of course, what you got to watch him, what you got to watch him basically, is his fatigue, his endurance. Uh, they've always talked about his being injury prone and stuff. And, and, and the thing that the thing that uh, that I, I do like about him, I like the way he went, but I think that he can get more out of his each run. If for some reason, every so for some reason, it's hard for him to keep his feet under. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. He makes good cuts, but sometimes I don't see that driving motion in, in, into the run. And I believe that his running style, he makes him susceptible for injury in some ways. Now, people are going to write, what's Anthony Davis talking about? Well, I was a runner. Uh, I think he can get more out of his run. run. Don't get me wrong, he's doing a phenomenal job. But I can see I can see areas where he can get hurt based on the way he, he's building. He can't help because that's what he's got. Gift to give it, he's given some certain talent. But I think his thinking when his running style, it makes him vulnerable. A, number one, you know, he's had a fumbling problem. Number two... Is that uh, I, I I think he's he's very physical, but also the physicality of his running and what he's doing and what he's doing so far is great. But also I worry about man, when is this guy going to get hurt? That's that's how I think. But but it, it, I would love to see him go through all 16 games, all healthy, and like to see him rush for 2,000 yards. If he can do that, if the if the, if the Marco run, Murray can run the way he's running and maintain it, Dallas can be in the Super Bowl. They can be in the Super Bowl. When, you, when you talk about running backs and carrying the ball, I mean, that you know, back in your era, especially in the collegiate level, you guys were getting the ball 28, 30 times a, a carries a game. Uh, we haven't seen that those kinds of numbers for a running back in the, on the pro level in, in a number of years. Uh, do you think that is that because of the change in, in the change in the game, or is it just a change in uh, philosophy, uh, or is it just tougher for for guys to run the ball uh, in the NFL? Well, the change of loss, but you know, listen. I always, I believe that you can do a little of this new school stuff and a little stuff that you mix it. You do vice versa. You know, everybody's worrying about so much spread stuff. I mean, I think you got to be able. To, I think you got to be able to spread the ball. Quarterback get in the center, take it, take it from the snap, a shotgun position, the whole deal. The game has changed, but also Dallas has proven that you need old school to win the day. Right. Uh, remember, you got to remember John Elway back in the old old days. The thing is, you got to remember, until he got Terrell Davis, he couldn't win anything. So you got to have the run in the past. You can't live and die by the past. 
you gotta understand about the, the great Peyton Manning. Everybody talks about what he does is just a just a regular season quarter. The problem Manning's had it's always been Manning, Manning, Manning. And what he has to do is 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 have have a run game to really make him for make him for be progressive. In my opinion, in my opinion, he needs a serious run game to get him over the hump. And I believe if he'd have had a serious run game all through his career, he might have he might have multiple Super Bowls. And if you know the Joe Montana and, and, and the Pittsburgh season, old school, and, 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 and up through the MS Central Duff, they all had a run-pass game combined. Just look, at, just look at the history. Just go back in history. You look at all great teams had a run game along with the pass game, and they learned and they balanced it. And you can take the new school today, like we're talking about, and the old school and combine it. It's still football, and it's still the talent. And I, you know, I think these kids. Been, I think some of these coaches, these, these offensive corners trying to be gurus and stuff. Hey, let's go back to basic football. You see what Dallas doing? It's basic football, smash nose football. They got a run game and they got a good receiving core. Now you just need to work just like a piston. Dallas never did that in, in, in the early years with Roma. Now they're doing it. Well, what about some of these teams? There's a couple of teams out there that the that the quarterback is the leading rusher on the team. Uh, you know. Uh, there, there's, there's got to be the quarterback can't be the leading rusher. You gotta, you gotta have a, a running back. <laughs> yeah, that's the, you know, I mean, listen, if you're gonna do that, you might have a running back too, because you look at you're gonna go to that well too much, and that's gonna stop you too. You gotta have a balanced offense. You have to have weapons around that quarterback. Yeah, it's sort of odd to see a quarterback having more yards than your running back. Yeah. Okay. You know, you, you that's fine. That's a phenomenon. But, you know, something that catches up to you, and that's not going to last. You take back Candy. One week he had a home yards rushing. He had 200-something yards rushing. Russell Wilson did that also. But, you know, if that catches up with you, you can't do that. you got to have a run game, and your quarterback can't be leading, all the, leading you in rushing and stuff. Now, that's crazy. Kaepernick did it with, with, with the 49ers. Yeah. The thing is, you got to have that running back. you got to have that run game there along with that quarterback. I mean, those are funny. And, and, and the good thing about Newton, good thing about Kaepernick, good thing about Russell, RG3 to extent now, these guys have the legs to make things happen. But the main, you, your bread and butter is that running back in behind you, and you better use that. Let's, uh, let's you get away with, you get away with here, here, a game here and game there, but oh, for consistency, <laughs> now your quarterback should be your lead rusher. No, hell no. <laughs> Let's uh, let's shift gears. Let's have, let's move over to the NCAA. Uh, I know you watched all the games, and uh, uh, one of the the big game that everybody was talking about uh, was going to be the uh, the Notre Dame uh, Florida State game. Uh, came down to a, a a pass interference call, offensive pass interference call uh, near the last play of the game. What did you think of that game? Well, I mean, first of all, I thought it was I was I thought it was an exciting game. I think the coaches called a good game. It was, it was anybody's game, basically. But of course, you know, it came down to one one play. And I don't believe I don't believe it could have from Notre Dame. Like, I don't even think he called that thing with doing a kick. I mean, uh, uh, those guys didn't even have to do that. All they had to do was just shadow those guys and put get them off the line. He they still would have scored. They didn't have to touch them. <laughs> it was and then, but, but it was a seesaw game. You got to give it to Florida. So they came back with a good job with Jameson. I mean, they came back and did a good job. I mean, I could tell you, you know, obviously, let me tell you something. Off the field pressure don't affect that team. And I'm, in a lot of ways, I'm glad to see that means nothing bothers them. Right. They're on there undefeated. 
and all this crap about all oh, the distraction. You know something? These, I mean, you know some these people, these kids, they don't care what you say about them. Get a grip, you people. These people don't care what you say. <laughs> they don't care. The only thing they care about is what their teammates and their universe and their folks think about. Do you know those guys got bubbles around them? They don't care what anybody says. And in far, in far, in far, in far as what Florida did, and you know something that could be. You never know. You never know. Just crazy college football season. They might meet each other again in 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 uh, in, 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 that, in 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 the playoffs. <laughs> well, they might meet each other again because, like I said, okay, they got we, everybody's got a one loss, and you got Florida State, and I and I saw a potential rematch in that game. I could be totally wrong. He was say, Anthony, you smoking something? <laughs> but I'm telling you, it, it was a great game. It was a great coach on both sides, and as far as I'm concerned. Florida State is the top team in the country, based on our current system. But anything else, anything below that, everybody's got to knock off Florida State. Notre Dame played a great game. Florida State played a great game. And it was a well balanced coach game, as far as I was concerned. Who's the best game on? Who's best? Who was the best game of the weekend? Well, it's interesting some of these statistics you see. Uh, I think Jameis Winston, as a starting quarterback, has never lost a game, uh, and I think they're talking about seventeen games, seventeen wins, or something like that. Um, and I saw somebody else had a similar stat. Um, how do these kids? How do these kids? Uh, you know, put up those kinds of numbers. Oh, you said excuse me, you broke it a little bit. I, I missed that part. I said, yeah. How do how do these kids? You know, consistently put up those kinds of numbers where you you see it. You see the stats where you know a starting quarterback has you know has gone you know undefeated seventeen eighteen games. I know it's a team sport, but still, I mean. There's uh there's some there's some, some superior talent going on there. Well, you, first of all, look the chemistry of the team, the coaching of the team, the system of the team, and then you got to get leader with with, with Jameson. He's doing a good job. He's not affected by anything. Only thing he cares about is his teammates and his coach. Every week, he stays focused, and for this guy to be undefeated as a starter, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal to be doing what he's doing. He might have some issues off the, off the field, which for me ain't, ain't is not really major. I mean, you you got to figure that one out. And then he ain't killed anybody. You know, some some woman said he did. Well, shit, everybody's getting that now. Everybody wants to get paid. You know, you know. So I mean, you know, him taking the crab legs so up. That's one thing. But when he's on that field, and everybody's talking about what he's doing, the, the body of work that he's doing, it's still the best in the country, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They can hype anybody else they want. They can hype it all they want and stuff like that. He's the he, he he's the best in the country. Just look at look at his body of work. And Jimbo Fisher is coaching the best in the country. Yeah, I think Jimbo Fisher and Saban are the best coaches in the country as we speak. Uh, so I'm I'm saying what what you're seeing with this kid is phenomenal, and for him to be able to come back and let me tell you when he's running on all cylinders. He put sixty points on you in a heartbeat. Well, speaking, he speaking, of, speaking of fifty points, uh, your alma mater ran, ran up the score, uh, put up fifty six points against Colorado this weekend. Uh, some people say it, it shows that they're they're back, and other people say that it it, it was Colorado, man. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on that game? Well, you can look you can look at it that. I mean, 
put it this way. I mean, I don't think they would have put 50, 60 points up on the two, the two teams we just talked about, Notre Dame, Florida State. So, I mean, Colorado's rebuilding. You know, Colorado's had some problems with years when they had, you know, the probation and all this kind of stuff. And uh, they're coming back. I mean, but, you know, as we know, the flaky Pac-12, on any given, and especially in that conference, for, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm wholehearted to the conference, I played in the conference when it was Pac-8, but you don't know who's going to win in that conference. When you expect UCLA to put up 50 points, they'd barely put 14 in there. And then, you know, if you go down to Arizona, what we did with U of A and come down to the field goal, and then you blow out Colorado, well, you're right. A lot of people say, because everywhere I go now, people say, 80, well, that's Colorado. I said, yeah, you're right, that's Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Oregon. You know what I mean? That's not UCLA. So, of course, I mean, they play good based on the fabric of play out there and who they were going against and what kind of defense they were playing against them. But it's simply, again, SC just had the better athlete at the time. And the seven touchdowns were thrown in the game. No one's ever done that in Broke the record. Testament. But here's the deal. I want to see SC do that to the bigger powers. I want to see in a month or so, I want to see SC do that against Notre Dame. Okay? And I don't want to see a 56-50 game winning anybody's game. I want to see them control them offensively and defensively. One of the powers, not a rebuilding program, I want to see them beat somebody decisively and, and get into the Southern Division and the Northern Division. If, if they can win the Southern Division, then they'll get, they're getting my attention this year. Based on the sanctions, new coach coming in there, if they can put that together, then we're talking. But right now, everything's up for grabs. Did they beat Colorado? But like you said, everybody said, AD, that's Colorado. Well, you know, <laughs> I said, hey, did they beat Colorado? <laughs> Anthony, that's Colorado. <laughs> they, uh, they, they basically ran Colorado off the field. And uh, the other story uh, of the week is uh, Lindell White getting run off the field. I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, Lindell was on the sidelines, apparently got into it with the, uh, the athletic director over something he tweeted uh, the week prior. And uh, he was escorted off the field. Uh, you're an alumni. Uh, played, you know, had an outstanding career there, as did Lindell. Uh, what are your thoughts on things like that? I don't know, man. You know, I mean, you know, look, we live in America. You can say whatever you want. You know what I mean? And the guy tweeted, if he, if he felt that way, well, that's his opinion. Now, would I have said anything like that? Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that at all myself. But the problem is, hey, let me say this to you. He's entitled to do what he wants to do. If he wants to say that, that's okay. That's fine. Everybody else is talking about your school. <laughs> well, let me, let, me play the, let me play the devil's advocate on that. Uh, you know, be, being on the sidelines is a privilege. Uh, yeah. apparently, apparently the athletic director uh, decides who, who can have the sideline pass or not. Uh, yeah, you're right. You have a right to say what you want to say, but uh, does it come with consequences? And are those, are those uh, consequences appropriate? Well, first of all, you know, myself, you know, I'd let the man say what he wanted to say. If he wanted to talk to him, what I would have done, how I would have handled it. If I was Pat, I said, I said, Linda, you know, we can come off the side, we can talk about this, probably when we talk about it, want to talk to you, probably. That's how I would have done it. It should have never got to that, that confrontation. It should have never got it that way. You know, Pat's entitled to say what he wants to say. Linda's entitled to say, but you need to do that in a private, in a private situation. 
Now, what I've what I've heard is that he was confronted by Pat in a group. And see, I'm not this. I don't. I'm just going from people telling me he was confronted by Pat in front of all his people or whatever out on the side, and, and then the players and whatever. And it escalated to argument. Then I understand that J.K. got involved too about you know the whole even J.K. Got said something to him, and it escalated. But my whole thing is I think he's entitled to say what he wants to say. If he if he wants to be critical like that, he's entitled to that. Yeah. Period. And basically what he wants to do is see the team win. That's his school. That's a pride thing that he's talking in my opinion. From based on the body of things that went on there and what was said, because I wasn't there, you weren't there, it should have been his opinion, and maybe it's been negative or whatever in, in the perspective of the athletic director and the people around there. Okay, fine. If you really, if you really was offended by that, pull the man to the side and say, "Hey, you know, you know, just, 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 just give me the reason why you said what you said on the tweets or whatever." That's all that had to be done, and it would have been nipped, nipped right there. Right. But I mean, I mean, don't they realize that people are talking about talking about FC with the sanctions and stuff going on anyway? It's a doctor. <laughs> it's a doctor. It's a doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde situation sometime over there because because USC is a prideful university. USC has a great tradition, okay? And the thing is, Pat Hayden and J.K. McKay happen to be teammates of mine who played in the greatest era in the school's history. We set the standard. We set the standard. And so all Lindell was, was, was uh, talking about is when he played and, and, and basically talking about the great football power USC's been, and nature played to that standard. Right. That's, basically, that's what I got out of what he was talking about. Now, anything else, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> you know, I, would have to talk to Lynn, I would have to talk to Lindale, and I'm going to talk to Hay. But, but based on what I've heard is that he, he tweeted, that was his opinion, and, I, and if, I was, if I was advising Pat, I said, Pat, you should just pull him to the side. Pull him in the tunnel, talk it out, walk off the gym and say, hey, you know, you know, I would just like you to be cool and, you know, and, and we're coming back and, and give us a chance. Something like, something to that effect. But, you know, I'm not Pat. And he tried to do the best. He, he he was trying to do what he thought was best for the situation, but I've never done it that well. Right. Well, I tell you, there's a, there's a, you know, there's always a story which which with, with SC each week. So we we always try to try to figure out what's happening over there and and, and see where they're headed next. I think they're going to play the Utah Utes this week, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out because uh, the Utes have been playing some good ball recently. Well, you know, I mean, you know, you know, they got a they got a good program over there, and, and, and like I said before, it's going to be a battle every week. And, and as far as SC's play and stuff, you know, we will find out if they run the table, and they and SC can 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 get through these ne- these few the next few weeks or next month, and can play for that Southern Division. Then, then they can start talking. Until then, it's week to week. And they're not out of the shadows yet. Well, they, that's they got, what I. Got a, they got. They got. I mean, this is a this is a big year for them when it comes to a lot of things. I mean, this is this is the 40th year anniversary of your your exploits on the field of being uh, versus Notre Dame, and uh, they still have Notre Dame coming up. Yeah, well, uh, this is the 40th anniversary. God, man, I'm old. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm old as dirt, man. It's crazy. Hey, I watched it. I got a guy sitting there next to me. He wasn't even around there, man. <laughs> man, that's crazy. That's okay. I mean, it's great, and you know, and, and I'm glad to be a part of one of the greatest greatest game in school history. And 
and the greatest comeback in college football, as far as I'm concerned, you know. And then also, too, there's a lot, it's a lot of time. You know, the, the first athlete on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and, and I'm proud of that, uh, wearing a Nike shoe. And uh, everybody was there. you got to remember, back in those days, there was only three networks. It was ABC, NBC, and CBS. Everybody in the country saw that game. And uh, it was very historical. And, and, for, and for, uh, for me to be a part of that great, great game, uh, that's, really, that's really nice. 40 years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. Uh, before we let you go, uh, uh, we will be broadcasting live uh, at an event uh, Sunday. And if you get a chance, we hope you'll stop by. We'll be at the Tavern and Bowl uh, at the Triangle in Newport, uh, on Newport Boulevard there in Costa Mesa. We'll be there from uh, 4 to uh, about 8. Uh, we're going to set up at 4. show starts at 5. And, and if you're in the area, A.D., we'd uh, appreciate if you stop by and we get a chance to chat with you there. And some of these guys... Uh, on the show here, haven't had a chance to meet you in person. They look forward to that. So, if you if you're free Sunday, man, uh, head on down to the Tavern and Bowl and, and join us. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll, I will do that. You're doing good. You guys are doing a great job there. Thanks a lot, <laughs> brother. Thanks a lot, man. You uh, you will be at the Tilted Kilt on Saturday uh, all day for uh, all the uh, NCAA games. I'll be tilting with the kilt. <laughs> and tilt the kilt of orange uh, right there on Catella, I believe it is. Uh, just Absolutely. A few blocks east of uh, the Honda Center. Uh, you go there on Saturday and get a chance to meet AD or, or drop by on Sunday at the uh, the uh, Tavern and Bowl. We'll be there too. AD, want to thank you once again, as always, for joining us. And uh, gosh, we, there's so much to talk about. We never have enough time to get it all in, but we, we try. we try as best we can, brother. That's okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night, you guys. Yeah, you too, Thanks, man. AD. You're listening to Swoops on Talk Show Radio Network. We're going to take a quick break and come back and do a little brewski station. And uh, let's see what we're going to listen to right now, man. Uh, let's see. We had J.D. Nash a little bit ago. Let's see. Da, da, da. Michelle Mangione. This is Fly featuring Sam Morrison. Back after this. Monday morning Too much thinking Could take your soul away And happiness becomes a Broken armchair Where you would like to stay Would you try Just enough to get by And tell me how far Just how far Would you fly
As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go.
Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here. Time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Oh, happy Wednesday. Hey, you get to use it now. Suck it, Peter. <laughs> well, we're here for some Brewskies, and it's another... I, I am going to agree with Peter that this is the most important part of the show. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> um, because we drink a lot of beers every Wednesday here. Um, but a lot of the beers we drink are the same, which is great. There's nothing wrong with finding a favorite and rolling with it. No. But for this for this little window of time every Wednesday, we get to branch out, try some new and different and fun things. Tonight... We're staying in the general vicinity. We're in we're in our beach cities here. Uh, we're actually deviating down into Orange County ever so slightly, ever so slightly. We're just dipping in there, yeah. yeah. Just taking a little hop, skip, and a jump. Not the swimming because it's not really my strong suit. Um, but we're trying tonight. We are tasting from Beach City Brewery in Huntington Beach their Sweet Crude Stout. And uh, let's see here, according to. They're fantastic. They're, you know what? Their website's not bad. i got to give them No, credit. actually, it's pretty good. It's, their their website's gotta, pretty good stuff. Put in a fake birthday to get in. But, uh. well, I, I hope I'm not on some bastardized version of their website. They didn't ask me my age. They did. Uh, I just I left the date as it was and just put a, a year that, yeah. that worked. I don't but, want to put my year in. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you're too old no, to drink. Like, <laughs> I need that sticker they have on the cash register at the stores that says, like, if you're born after this date in 1993. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, all right, cool. I was born in 92. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. But anyway, the, the sweet crude stout, it's, it's bred from a scaled-down imperial recipe. For their American stout, which wafts hugely on the nose. That, this, this is very interesting writing. <laughs> Follows with a complex body and slowly draws out with a slight bite, ready to be sampled again and again. Ooh, that, right. that's getting me interested. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit moist. <laughs> um, this beer was first introduced at the Sobroso Taco Fest. 
that means tasty tacos uh, in the sun and the heat. And hey, if they could enjoy it there, a beer that the, the tagline on top says enjoy with any dessert or a late night bonfire. So if you can eat this on a hot day at a taco festival, then hopefully it finds some identity because it sounds know, like they're man. trying to play a lot of different. It looks a bit heavy for a, a hot yeah, day. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. Let's see if we've got any important stats here. It's 5.6% alcohol and 32 IBUs, which you know you don't expect a lot in that department on, no. a, on a sweet crude stout, as they've called it here. So they, um, they had some hints of flavors on the side of the bottle there. I don't think they I think that. They, I think they mentioned coffee and chocolate. And, uh, oh, it says here, it says big coffee and chocolate aromas. With a silky mouthfeel. That could be fun. Uh, and that comes from the use of 100 pounds of flaked oats. So, uh, hey, if you're going to put oats to use, I'd rather they be in my beer than my breakfast. Because Salute. I actually had some of my breakfast this morning. <laughs> I'm almost there. Good on the nose. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to have to eat oats for breakfast. Yeah. I'm still in denial about my cholesterol right now. <laughs> right now, the oats I get for breakfast come in the form of Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> I like some Honey Nut Cheerios, but I had the uh, the traditional rolled oats uh, before I head out on a bike ride. Uh, we'll start with you, man. Well, um, it definitely has the the main notes that they mentioned. You know, you get the, the coffee and the chocolate uh, flavors tingling about there. I, I, I don't know. I, with with a stout like this, I, I feel like it needs to almost have. You almost have to chew it. Is what I feel like you should be getting, and that's not there with this one quite as much. It's very tasty. It really is. Uh, I I don't drink this category of beer nearly enough. Partly because we don't have nearly enough cold weather here. <laughs> um, we're we're kind of. Lurching towards that time of year, but yeah. it's still kind of in fits and starts. And I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this right now. Um, it's it's a tasty beverage. Well, you know, and, and I think they described it well on, on the thing with the, the chocolate and the coffee and stuff like that. It, it kind of reminds me of a, a Young's Chocolate Stout, which in this category I think is one of the better ones. Uh, mm. It's not a Young's Chocolate Stout, but they've done a good job with it. It's, it's not quite uh, that... If I had to choose between the two, I'd go with the Young Chocolate Stout. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't turn this down if you know it showed up somewhere and uh, and it was it was out, it, you know the opportunity was out there. Um, like you said, I think they just as far as the, the chocolate and the coffees, I get I get a lot of that, um, and it, it is very tasty. But like you said, it's 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 a little thin and mm -hmm. a little thin in, in that category for me. Yeah. But I, it's not going to go to waste. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to encourage these folks to continue making beers, you know, eight miles down the road or however far exactly. away they are. Keep doing that thing. Now, where where is their brewery? Uh, I'm not going to get it off there. Maybe I should look on look the, the interwebs. Man, there you go, man. Um, -da -da -da. Da -da -da. Da -da. We need some like a Jeopardy music. Yeah. Dead air. Alright, so their actual brew facility is off of Beach and Slater 
Slater and Talbert off beach. So okay. uh, not far from the Huntington Central Park there. Oh they're about they're a little bit further from the yeah. 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 Okay. But uh, hey, scuttle one the ten ten being best. I would give this a six point seven five. Wow, six three mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solid seven. Uh, I, I think it I, I think it, uh, it it rises to that occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh the category, like you said, the category is not a category we really delve into a lot, but I, I have uh, spent some time there, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I think they've done, they've, they've done well. Uh, like I said, I, I would compare it to a Young's Chocolate Stout, uh, which I think is still a little bit more uh, superior to it, but it's a good beer, and they've done, they've done a good job. So uh, I give them a solid seven. I have a feeling it's going to grow on us through the night. Oh yes. <laughs> they come in with a with a score of six point eight seven five. Good for the them, man. Go around. And that is uh beach. Is, yeah. What is it Beach City? Beach City Beach Brewery. Beach City Brewery. Give them a check out. They got what other beers do they have there, man? Alright, so in terms of the other beers that they have, it's not a bad little list to be honest. They've got their PCH Pale Ale, their Hang Five IPA. They're cleverly named Hang 10 Double IPA. <laughs> They've got Overcast Summer Wheat, the Sweet Crude Stout, which we just tasted. They've got a pretty pretty decent variety. And their prices are good. They've got I mean, like it, 17 different beers here. Yeah, their, their bombers are uh, under $5. That's uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to go buy more before they so get moderately famous. Exactly. So you get a chance to check them out. Good good stuff uh, there. And, and like you said, uh, T-Bone, uh, I'm used to Peter doing the beer, the beer tasting. A lot to choose from, man. So we, yeah. we, we've got a, we got a wing. We don't have the culinary expertise he has, but uh, what would you be uh, chewing with when you uh, well, partake? Yeah, I mean, for me, just kind of like they, they mentioned uh, towards the on one of the parts on the label here, this is like a dessert beer for me. It is a dessert um, beer, yeah. But... The, their particular It would have cooled down those hot wings we had last week. <laughs> oh my, that is true. Those things lit me up on both ends. They really did. Um, oddly enough, they, the, for the food pairing, they mention a little food pairing suggestion here on the, on the description page for this beer. And they say that it pairs well with rich or spicy foods, such as chicken wings, <laughs> steak... And this is where they lose me. Red velvet cake, just because I don't like red velvet cake. Um, but then vanilla ice cream, which I would absolutely make a ice cream beer float, float with this. Um, I'm with you now. Well, what's what's all the hoopla over the red velvet cake? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I to me, I see red velvet cake, and I just think red food coloring. <laughs> and red food, like my mom used to do all kinds of baking and stuff when I was a kid, and every every time she made red frosting. It's like, oh, it looks so good. And then you taste it. Red. Just tastes awful. Just awful. And red velvet cake to me is one of those things where it's like, why would you take something good like cake? And I, I don't eat a lot of cake, but when I do, I want it to just be cake. I don't want you to screw with it. I, uh, I had never really been a red velvet cake guy. I don't even remember having it until uh, several years ago I, I, I you know we talked about the coffee house I used to run over here and um, the, the locals were saying you have to have the red velvet cake from this restaurant that's close by that's you know well known in the area I'm like I never had red velvet cake that I can really think of 
So somebody brought me a slice of red velvet cake. And first of all, it was huge, mm-hmm. um, which that's that's a plus when you're a fat guy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't, I, I, did, I still don't see what all the the hoopla was about it. You know, it was just like you know, yeah, yeah. It was all right, you know. And I, I don't, I don't try to blame my mom for many things in my adult life, <laughs> but I will blame my lack of enthusiasm for sweets in general and desserts specifically on my mom. Because when I was a kid, she was always baking cakes. Yeah. Because she was decorating. She did, like, wedding cakes and stuff like that when I was a kid. And so it was like, you know, oh, here's... And she would cut the good part off the top of the cake, and we got that all the time. <laughs> like, the rest of the cake, that's for the riffraff. <laughs> that's for the paying customers. <laughs> I get the goods, the top of the muffin, you know? Exactly, man. <laughs> I get, I get like the a... batter right out of the bowl. I don't need this baked shit. And so now I'm just like, eh. <laughs> eh, I can live without it. Like they they brought a they brought us a souffle at the end of the meal at at the restaurant on my birthday uh-huh. last week, and it's like I'm really just not hungry for this at all. But I took a bite and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> The avalanche has started. (laughs) They got me right at that spot where I had like I had a sweet tooth. There you go, man. (laughs) There you have it, another edition of Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there, join the Beer of the Month Club, and uh, you'll be helping us out here, man. Throwing a few shekels our way, so we can uh, we can always love that. Helps keep us afloat. Speaking of that, DraftKings, man. DraftKings.com is a fun place to play your fantasy sports on the short term. Uh, for those of you guys that have, or gals, who have played fantasy sports, a lot of times it's very fun at the beginning, very exciting, and then the fun and excitement kind of peters out as the season goes on. <laughs> peters out. Yes, yes, word, yes he is. <laughs> uh, and with, with DraftKings... You get to relive that fun as many times as you wish throughout the season. You got weekly leagues where you can pick a new team every single week, pick your sport, and go to town. And uh, if you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway where you can knock yourself out, spend all that enthusiasm in one shot, and then start over like we usually do. (laughs) Swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings. Awesome, man. Audible.com. Over 100,000 titles there. You can go there and, and uh, join up and you get your first book for free. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash world. And uh, it's just it's a great little thing. I, I, uh, I use it quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of places you want to be uh, able to listen to a book when you can't actually physically read one. Uh, like I told you, I was on a long bike ride today. I'm, Listening to a, a Jack Reacher, just finished the Jack Reacher book, uh, Persuader. Uh, good book, really good book. I've been kind of locked in that series. Uh, I was doing the whole Nathan McBride series prior to that. Uh, that was Andrew Peterson, uh, Jack Reacher's by Lee Child. They both are written. The both uh, books, most of the books are read by the same narrator on, on both of those. Mm-hmm. For both those writers, Dick Hill, who I think is probably the finest narrator in the the audio audio book category. Uh, I really like his style and the, the, the you know, the, the different characters he uh, he comes up with. Now, here's you got to know, though, is like if you listen to one series by one writer, listen to another series by the same writer, 
And all the main character sounds the same, and everything. <laughs> because you know he's only got so many voices mm -hmm. in him, but uh, he does a great job. And, and uh, like I said, Persuader was a good one. Uh, Zach Reacher series has got like twenty books. I probably listened to about half of them, and I listened to all of the uh, Nathan McBride series by Andrew Peterson. Uh, but uh, go to uh, there's there, you name the book. Uh, you, all you do is go on to their little search page. You can type in an author or a title. I know I saw the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy the other day. I got tons of people. Tons of books on my wish list. Uh, we had uh, uh, Raymond Jacobs on the show recently. Yes. His book is uh, his book is listed there in the Audible. So, audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. And uh, sign up there and get your first book free and uh, help us out. Yeah. Good check stuff, it out, man. check it out, check it out. <laughs> You're listening to Swoops World Talk Story Radio Network. It's T-Bone and Swoop. We're going to take a quick break. Come back, chat a few things, and uh, do a little of T Bone's timeout. And uh, this is Normandy Wilson, Saturday Night Girl. Back after this. you 
So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hi, this is Michelle Mangione. You're listening to Swoops World Radio. I listen to it just because I love it so much. Station in Baton Rouge as a train to Crescent City. Urban Street keeps calling him back to the Cajun girl so pretty. Old men sit outside the bars, tell stories they can't. Oh, welcome back to Super Network. Talk about the ways of the world, man. Sometimes we should just leave the microphone on during the breaks because uh, mm-hmm. that's always quite pretty entertaining. You ready for your uh, intro, brother? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for once again opening your ears and your souls to T-Bone's timeout. Because it's happening. It'd be at, happening. At this point, it's happening whether you like it or not. So, and, you know, I don't say that in, like, a I play in the NFL kind of way. I say that in, like, a there's no dial for you to change kind of way. <laughs> at least we hope not. <laughs> You're listening to us on some sort of vacuum tube contraption. I really want to talk to you because I'm curious. Just so much curious. Um... You know, in the world of sports, there's this is the best month as far as I'm concerned. We've got playoff baseball. Actually, now we're in the, the ultimate stage of pay, playoff baseball. We've got the World Series, which started yesterday. We've got college football. We've got the NFL. We've got basketball and hockey getting into season again. October is like pure glory as far as I'm concerned. That and is it's true. not just because I fell out of my mother during this time. <laughs> um, it's because it's just a great time. It's a good time. Good time of year. It's the most wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started singing that the other day. <laughs> Did you really? I felt a little bit, a little bit weird, and then I was like, "No, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm just gonna own it because it's totally how I feel." Um, but the World Series started out with a bang yesterday in Kansas City, and for the Royals fans, it ended with a whimper and kind of a trickle because. The Giants, uh, they took an early commanding lead in that game and never relinquished, and I believe the final was 7-0? 7-0, I believe, yeah. Um, 
I didn't start watching until like the fifth because that's what my job does to me. It make me not get to see the beginning of five o'clock games. And I didn't find any redeeming value in watching yesterday's game. It was just there I didn't see it when it was still zero zero. By the time I turned it on, Royals fans were already leaving the ballpark. I was like, oh, Diehard fans they have yeah, there, huh? Yeah, Because they got to get home and, you know, do whatever the hell else you do in <laughs> Kansas City at this time of year. Good question. Go watch the DVR of the Chiefs game from Sunday. I mean, really. What, what, did, what would you say you do here? It's a good question, man. I mean, I, I don't know, like... Five six two nine one two three four four four. If you're listening from Kansas City, can the traffic be that bad? Give us a call. Let us know really? what y'all do out yeah. there. Yeah, can the traffic be that bad that you had to leave that game early? It's the fucking World Series. <laughs> I wished, I really wished that they would have done something and made you all try to beat the doors down like those Miami fans from the the NBA Finals a couple years ago. But seriously, you leave a game. I mean, it wasn't an exciting game. I give you that, but. Tonight's game was tied 2-2 two to two going into the sixth inning. Did they leave early? I don't think any Royals fans <laughs> left early tonight because in the bottom of the sixth, their bats finally woke up and the Royals scored five runs. They uh, knocked PV out early in the inning and uh, from there continued to knock pitchers out. And that's one thing that you know might come in handy for them throughout the rest of this World Series. The fact that the giant I mean, the Royals bullpen really didn't get tested in the first game because it was, the, the, that game was over fairly quickly. I mean, the Royals offense, for the most part, hasn't been built to come from a, a five or six run deficit and, and take a lead. The Royals team is built around getting a one or two run lead and, like letting, your, and letting your bullpen shut teams down. And so, since they weren't in that situation, their bullpen really guys weren't they weren't getting worked the way they normally have and uh tonight they got an opportunity to really kind of shake the whole giants bullpen up get a chance to see a lot of guys and in the process even the series and uh go back to san francisco with a little bit of confidence i think it's going i i was just i don't care who wins this series i really don't but i i hate 4-0 and 4-1 series. Right. They're just, they're bad for the sport. They're bad for people who want to watch. Like, Listen, man, there's nothing like a game seven. Yeah. There's just absolutely nothing like a game seven. Yeah. And, you know, you got to, you know, Bud Selig and the folks in the baseball home offices, they, they want, generally speaking, they want somebody on the West Coast and somebody on the East Coast. When they get one of the teams in the middle, they hope it's the Cardinals. <laughs> and they didn't get that this year. So I think that they, all the folks in Major League Baseball executive territory, were just very thankful that the series is looking more competitive now than it did 24 hours ago. Um, but from a fan perspective, I just... Well, the Royals rolled in. They uh, did. This home, was, I mean, Yesterday they were, they were was their first, first loss, loss in the postseason. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And... You knew it had to happen at some point. I mean, no, they, they set a record yeah. for the most consecutive postseason wins in one postseason, which you know, that's that's impressive in itself. Um, but you know, they, they really tonight was a must-win game for the Royals. I mean, 
they're going back for three games in San Francisco. So and they don't want to go back 0-2. No. Yeah. Um, because that's pretty much a death knell. So. Um, are we ever going to see another Mr. October? I mean, those are, those those days are over, man. You know, I I'm not going to say those days are over. I'm. Baseball is a bizarre sport, and it's a sport that lends itself more so than any other in its purest form. I mean, basketball occasionally has these guys who go and have a, a transcendental individual performance. Right. Generally speaking, you look at that with a little bit of disgust. Like, oh, you forgot about those other four guys on the, on the court, right? Like, but in baseball, sometimes a guy just does that, and that's his freaking job. Yeah. Like, you're out there by yourself when you're at the plate. Like, oh, yep. You're not trying to pass the bat to somebody else. You're trying to hit the friggin' ball. And baseball has... It's, it's a little unique in that respect, I think, compared to the other team sports in, in American sports. You know, because even though it's a team sport, it relies so much more on individual performance. Um, and sometimes you're going to have that one guy... Yeah, it's hot, and, I, mean, I, and you, I think it's going to happen. If you yeah. talk like okay, Reggie Jackson, this, the original or the, the the one who most people know as Mr. October, he delivered in October year in and year out. And I think as a as a Yankee fan, that mm-hmm. was my I give a rat's ass about the steroid thing. My biggest thing with A Rod was he never. Mm-hmm. I think one year he did, but generally speaking, he never delivered in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and nothing wrong. I mean. You can say, well, you wouldn't have got to the playoffs had it not been for his performance throughout the season. Granted, that might be true. But, you know, the money's on the line in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you don't come through in the playoffs year in and year out, that's when people start to, you know, get a little pissed off. Yeah, and I I think a lot of Royals fans were a little pissed off yesterday. Which, you know, sometimes you just need to be woken up, get a little reality check. Like, hey, it's not all going to be easy sledding here. And it shouldn't be. No. Yeah. Nobody wants to just roll I mean, sure, we all want to roll over everybody. And yeah. have them all roll over in return. But that's not that's not what makes for satisfaction. You know, you want you want a little bit of a little bit of resistance. I'm gonna really sound like a terrible person if I continue the <laughs> metaphor. I'm not going to. But uh World Series tied up one apiece after tonight's uh, game two. Royals win it seven to two over the Giants. And uh, game three will be Friday, I believe. Let me triple, quadruple check here. I can work this thing. What man? I mean, I could, I could be your, uh, your, your you admin be, you guy. Be for, yeah, I'd be snurdly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I was listening to Conway on the way over here tonight, and they were talking about the plastic bag ban. <laughs> We've already gone through that here, man. Yeah. Friday, October 24th, 5.07 p.m. on the, uh, I believe that's a West Coast time there, right? Yes, it is. Yes. So it looks like Fox is going to do all the games at the same time, because that was the that was the start time for games one and two, 5.07 uh oh, I broke the. Is five oh seven the national anthem, or is five oh seven the first pitch? That's the first pitch, I believe, because I think the broadcast. I mean, maybe that's the national anthem, but I mean, I haven't gotten to see the beginning of these first two games, and I 
Probably won't see the beginning of that one. Either, so. <laughs> Maybe game five if there is one. Oh, wait, there has to be. Yeah, we get at least five out of this we series. We do get five, yes. I can live with that. Um, I think I just broke my computer. You listen to the Conway on your way in. Yeah, and he was talking about the plastic bag ban, and they were getting all the guys in the studio to share their thoughts on it, you know, because the state is, you know, considering, or maybe I was already done it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so it goes into effect. The in whole damn years, state yeah, is trying yeah. to take them away. The whole pandemic. You know what? I only have one issue with it. I mean, I, or, you know, whatever. I mean, I think, well, my biggest issue with it is, is the 10 cents charge that go that you have to pay. Yeah, that's a bunch of that's a bunch of paper bags to the to the to the grocery stores because the cost of their bags is already built into the cost of the, the cost you're paying for your food. I I worked at a grocery store when I was in college, and uh, you know we had paper bags and that's where we bagged groceries in and there was no additional charge. They most grocery stores still had some form of paper bags here in California. You know, you had a choice of paper or plastic. Mm-hmm. So to uh, the band of plastic bags and then have to pay. And here's a guy who you generally, I generally bring my own bags to the store anyway. Yeah. But the fact that they can charge you for a bag that's already on, built into the cost. On the days when you happen to forget. Yeah, <laughs> it just, just doesn't on. make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. That's just a shenanigan. It is. And I actually talked to one of our legislators about that. And they said, well, that's. You know, that's to encourage people to uh, to bring their own bags, blah, 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 blah. I said, you're just making the rich richer. I mean, you, you, you're, you're supposedly this, you know, this person. Or for, the, these, for the everyman. Yeah, for the everyman mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and uh, I got no problem with them making their profits, but, uh, you know, you're, you're helping them out. They're going to make them anyway. So yeah. why are you giving them an additional in, uh, source of income? This doesn't make sense to me. I'm just saying. It's my side. Is that, way, is that your way of trying to keep them in California? Because <laughs> all the businesses have been packing up and leaving so far. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. I digress. Back to team oh. now. Back to the sports. So in, so in the world of sports, you know, we've we've got. Preseason basketball happening, and really, Which the, I don't care about. Yeah, the biggest headlines that I've been able to conjure up out of preseason basketball so far have been articles about Kobe Bryant's reaction to articles about Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, what he said? They said you're the 40th best yeah. player in the league because I think they were stupid all along. Yeah. <laughs> So you have somebody arbitrarily make a list and then ask this guy about it and then write a story about his reaction to your arbitrary... And that's what passes as sports journalism. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah. Uh, now, hockey is going down. Yeah. Unless you're Slava Voynov. Unless you're Slava. Yeah. But did you read what his, uh, his uh, attorney put out today? He didn't hit his girlfriend. It was a language barrier. Issue. <laughs> Why not play that card? Man? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm from the and, east. I'm at the hospital. Your girlfriend's all battered up, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our <laughs> house crashed into a car. <laughs> um, you know the the Kings had their. It wasn't the opening night game, but. Last week, maybe sometime or the week before, they had replica championship ring night. Okay. And 
Apparently, one of my employees was trying to score me one of those. She went to the game, but they were a little, a little tight-fisted with yeah, them, as you could imagine. Extras, huh? Yeah, so <laughs> I did not get that. I did get a lot of Starbucks cards. But. Uh, our good friend uh, Jack Nunn, uh, who I guess to talk about Rollworks here in a little bit, he's, uh, he's at a lot of the Kings games. Uh, I bet he picked up one. Huh. He goes to a lot of hockey games, huh? Yes, he does. He played hockey in uh, high school, and I believe he played hockey when he was at Cal. Of the ice variety. Of the ice variety, yes. He's yeah. built that way. Yeah, but he's a he's a he's a brutal rower, rower too. <laughs> Rolling is his gig. I mean, yeah. Uh, he uh, he just got back from what they call the head of Charles in uh, Boston, and they they won their category and. Uh, guy is a beast but uh yeah he did play uh, ice hockey uh, out there in the south bay I, I, I didn't even know they had ice hockey over no. there in the south bay no i didn't either i know they have a rink there because that's where the kings where the kings mm. uh you know do all their training but that's uh, good that he's still living the dream though man he just got a he just got a, 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 a they said they won their category they won their category nice man. yeah he's he's a beast man that's legit yeah. So, since I'm on the topic, if for all your fitness needs, if you're in the city of Long Beach or nearby, check out Rollworks, R-O-W-O-R-X dot com. Go to Rollworks. Good old Jack Nunn, our good uh, friend of the show here. He will get you in shape, help you stay in shape, help you train for an event. He's a triathlete. He uh, does a triathlete thing, triathlon training, and rowing, indoor rowing, boot camp, spin classes. Uh, no, no more spin classes. Indoor rowing, boot camp. Uh, they got some yoga classes and other things, and a whole lot of things available to you. 5750 Boathouse Lane, www.roworx.com, or give them a call at 562-688-1716. Let them know the Swoops Roll sent you. Your first week is free. That's right. I need to go do that, man. Yeah, man. I need I, to get back in the swing of the uh, I, exercise. I, I, I will be there. Uh, oh, you, what time do you go to work? Like 10. Oh. I, I'll probably go to the 9.15 class on Friday. But, uh, uh, well, on Friday. But it's, it's just like, the, it's like it's like a block away from when you work, man. On Friday, I go to work at like 8. Oh, no, I ain't going to the early class. The early mm. class is like at 6 o'clock. Oh, F that. <laughs> they do have an evening class. They have a couple of evening classes. He actually, he's got a uh, quite a schedule there. While you're uh, looking for your next story there, I will actually pull up his website and let you know what the... Schedule of rolling classes are. I need uh, some inspiration in my life. Yeah, I need Jack to tell me what to do. Jack, to, Jack can get you all fired up. Man. Look at him, dude. He just looks he's a, so he's stately. God damn. Uh, let's see here. The just rolling classes. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday classes. Uh, they have an eight to nine class. They have a nine fifteen to ten fifteen class. All uh, oh, week long. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a nine fifteen to ten fifteen. Saturday, they have a 10 a.m. class. You're usually hung over on Saturdays. Yeah, um, I am. Yeah, then they have uh, the evening classes. Uh, every to... day, they have an evening class at 6.30. Uh, they have a noon class at uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and Sundays. So quite a few classes, uh, the rolling variety, and then uh, the boot camps and all that other kind of stuff mm. at different times. So. That doesn't appeal to me. No, it's just a it, yeah. boot camp. Why, why would you call it that if you want people to show up to it? <laughs> I, I sailed right on past that one. Uh, you know, I've never showed up. <laughs> I do row. I do go to the, to the uh, indoor rowing classes. So. Where are you at? You, uh, you, you, you well, still want to roll? You want to break? Or where are you uh, at? 
yeah, let's take a smidge of a break here. Yeah, a smidge of a break. Vanessa the Scoops are on the Talk Stream Radio Network and uh, also on Talk Stream Live. Ooh. Those of you checking us out on Talk Stream Live, we thank you so much. The, look at us at the top of the charts there. We like being up there. We're going to take a quick break. Listen to uh, Raspin Stewart. Raspin had a birthday uh, Monday. Yesterday, uh, two nice. days ago was Raspin's birthday. Happy birthday, Raspin. Happy birthday, Raspin. Smoke the hookah back after this. Started out so innocently We learned to take what we need Forgive us for our greed Let's dance We smoked the hookah and dance We smoked the hookah and dance Rome was not built in the day In time stands still for no one they say Yes, you will pass the same way Dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. Confusion, great prophecy. Fall now to their knee. Watch their palms bleed. Dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. time a man made disease fall like leaves from the trees now there's only frozen streams dance now so why don't you dance now so why don't you dance now we smoke the hookah and dance it's black and white it's cut and dry show me a minority who hasn't suffered or cried Living in a land where freedom calls Dance We smoke the hookah and dance We smoke the hookah and dance We smoke the hookah and dance In a land of poverty The hungry now feed off of their dream Waiting for the world to turn Dance We smoke the hookah and dance Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. 
Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. At 7 I shower. Every day I wake up For those caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ronnie Wood of The Stones for RAD. You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, because I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember, rock lives, and you should too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Talk story. This is Raspin Stewart. You're listening to Swoop's World. We started out so innocently. We learned to take what we need. Forgive us for our greed. Let's dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. And that was Raspin Stewart. I want to thank Raspin for, uh, you know, doing the little ID there and get to play a song. And uh, happy birthday once again, uh, Raspin Stewart, as well as T Bone. T Bone had a birthday last week. So, uh, boy, uh, we had a couple cocktails and some hot wings. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I have never had chicken wings that hot in my life, man. I have to admit They had that. some zing to them. <laughs> and there, there was no waiver we had to sign beforehand. It should have been. Because some of these joints that have their super yeah, hot wings, exactly. they're like, oh, sign your life away because it might, you just might die. And Ghost so, you know, peppers. You know, and usually yeah. those are the ones where they, they can't really back it up. Sometimes it's really still hot as shit. Um, but I gotta give a little unsolicited shout out to EJ Malloy's for how ridiculously hot their wings were. They and were. that was that was a step below their hottest. That wasn't wings. even their hottest, huh? Yeah. That was uh that was yeah, you know, I what the hell I doing here? Yeah, that was pretty uh they were pretty spicy there, man. They were. I think I had two. <laughs> yeah. I mean And I, a whole I, bunch of carrots and something. Yeah, I, we actually asked for more vegetables. <laughs> We couldn't handle it. Oh, but you, uh, you, you took them all, man. You finished them I all. Did. I did. Uh, I ate them the next morning for breakfast. Yeah, you're a better man than I am, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when they're actually, you know, when they're actually cold temperature-wise, it helps. Yes, it does. It helps you to deal with the, the spicy heat. Uh, and sit your ass in a bucket of ice on the way out, right? <laughs> Well, we are in the middle, or some parts, yeah. some, some let's, percentage thereof let's, of let's people's time out. <laughs> I hate labels. Uh, <laughs> you're not the boss of me. <laughs> well, I don't know how many NFL games you caught this weekend, Swoop. Uh, a few. A few, yeah. yeah. I, I caught a few as well. Not as many as I, you know, would have, would have, well, you know, I, I, I don't, Stake my whole weekend on the NFL. You know, I'm you know me. I'm more of a college football fan. Well, um, real quick, man. Speaking of college football, I could not watch the SC game. Was it on the Pac-12 network? Because it was on the fucking Pac-12 network, man. What the hell's that? You're goddamn you? ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's, it's just ludicrous. Yeah, I don't local know what, team. I don't put know what them on. Ch- I used to go to watch all my local team games on ABC or mm-hmm. you know one of the local stations here. Yeah, uh, 
And they weren't even listed on the old secret. Uh, really? No, they were. <laughs> All right. Well, I might have another solution for you. All right. <laughs> At the next break, we'll talk. Can't let the NSA hear it. <laughs> Are we actually turning this microphone off or just turning our mute volume? We're, we're making it down. Because, so we'll, 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 because I think the NSA can still hear me. Still hear you. <laughs> and I don't think this microphone has anything to do with that. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a boom mic yeah. across the street there. I knew I should have brought my foil hat. <laughs> but anywho... Um, I did not watch a lot of the NFL this weekend because... I was up in Big Bear, and my dad got rid of the Sunday ticket, so... That eliminates a lot of them. Yeah, and we, you know, didn't really have a computer up there, so... There was one game in the morning, I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, oh, it, it was the, Green Bay... Yeah, just beating the crap out of... Uh, yeah, mercilessly beating the crap yeah, out of somebody. somebody. Yeah, it was. yeah I, I do too. That's how bad it was. Yeah. They actually finally changed it to a different game um, la- later time. on. I was, in in my, I was in my, my kid's soccer game by then. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're a better man than I. I had to go to Wilmot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he came in, came in Wilmington. Got my bike over there. Whew. Whew. You can say I came home a different way. (laughs) (laughs) But good times. That's good. That's a good thing. But yeah, the you know, they finally switched over to a different game, and it was less unremarkable. But uh, I didn't watch any of the afternoon games because I was driving back to Long Beach at that point. We left at like one. 15. Yeah. Because I didn't drive up there, so I was at the mercy of other people. I used to spend a lot of time in Big Bear when I was at the U of R. Yeah. Yes. When it was just a quick run up the hill. Just a quick run up the hill, man. You're right there. Yes, indeed. Um, I I did not have the luxury of getting to control my own destiny on Sunday. (laughs) Which, you know, saved me money in the end. But um, I didn't watch this the night game either. I got home and I was like, man, screw this. <laughs> I was still kind of hungover. <laughs> Oops. I did watch the last game. You know, and I, I, I'm a little bummed that I missed Peyton Manning's uh, 509th career <laughs> touchdown He made pass. it look easy, bro. They, I tell you what. Those, Always does. He made it look easy. They they, they just... Uh, they, guys, guys an amazing quarterback. I mean, you say what you want about him. Uh, he's, won, he's won a Super Bowl. Eli's one too, <laughs> uh, but uh, Peyton is just an amazing quarterback, and I just love how he, you know, directs. He's like a general field general out yeah. there uh, when he comes in the line of scrimmage and changes plays, and you know, Omaha, Omaha, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what's good. And you don't see many guys in the NFL throw as many touchdown passes as they throw incompletions in a game. Yeah, I mean, the guy was twenty-two of twenty-six. With four touchdown passes, <laughs> that's that's video game stuff, you know. Like that's, I mean, he's he's a credit to his profession. Yes, indeed. I will put it that way. Yes, indeed. Uh, he sets the record for career touchdown passes, passing Brett Favre, who had passed Dan Marino in the last. The greatest thing I've seen all these guys play. That's what's cool to me, and the, and, and I watched them all play uh, a number of years. 
But the season's still a long way to go. So he has a chance to really just blow this record wide open. Yeah. And if he chooses to play another year, he could put it out of reach for a number of years. Yeah. And I think that with the with the crop of young quarterbacks we have right now, their game is different. You know? And well, these guys take off. Yeah. And I don't I don't know how long it'll be before we see another guy who does it. I don't know. Kind of the way he does it. We didn't expect it. We didn't expect Favre to break Marino's. We didn't expect him to break Favre's. But uh, there's going to be somebody come. Andrew Luck is probably a good good yep. candidate for it. You know, he's got that kind of game. You know, so he could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will see. It's a funny thing, you know, guys trying to stay healthy for that's a 17, thing. 18 year career at that's a position where they get routinely drilled by guys who've got a hundred pounds on them. Speaking of guys like that, uh, I was I was uh, doing a little, you know, I, during the games I <coughs> frequently will Wikipedia somebody uh-huh. for one reason or another, and uh, I did so in the Packer game because I knew that Clay Matthews' dad played uh, pro ball. So when I was going through the whole thing there, you know, when, when his brother his brother plays pro ball. Uh, they got, there's so many people in his family that played football. His uncle played for 19 years. I mean, and I remember we were talking about Jackie Slater because Jackie Slater played for 20 years, and I think that was a huge thing when, mm-hmm. when Slater did. I didn't realize that uh, uh, Clay Matthews' uncle, who played for the Bills, uh, majority of the time, I believe, played for 19 years. Uh, but that family there, uh, his, he's played pro ball, his, his brother played pro ball, his dad played pro ball, his uncle played pro ball. His younger brother, I think, is playing uh, Canadian ball or something like that. I mean, they, their whole family is made a living playing pro, play mm-hmm. in the NFL. That's, you know, besides the, the Longs, I don't know how many people have that many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, jeez. You had, like, the, the Colquitt brothers who all were out punting, oh, you know. Punting. <laughs> and that's a great way to make a living. That was a great way to make a living. If you're, I, I, if you're flexible. I was watching Buying Alaska not too long ago, and I saw Jason Elam up there. And it was, it was funny. It was funny because they showed up one house, and they showed up another house. And, you know, he's got, like, I don't know, a bunch of kids and his wife, and they're looking for a house in Alaska. He loves Alaska and stuff. And the, the realtor said something about another house, and he says, well, I didn't make quarterback money. <laughs> I didn't make Elway money. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Let's just rewind yeah. the expectations yeah, yeah, here. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, these guys, uh, it is a great way to make a living, man, kicking the ball. Mm-hmm. Better than snapping it. And your knees are probably still good after the season, after your career's over. And not that many concussions. Yeah. Seems like a great idea. Yes, it does. Uh, if you can make it last, go for it. Uh <laughs> But families, though, I don't know how these guys, like, I mean, genetics are an incredible thing. Yes, indeed. They really are. Yeah. But. Especially when you have, you know, more than, you know, two, me- you know, a couple of immediate family members. And you start talking about, you know, cousins and uncles and stuff like that. I mean, there's some serious. Good stock on all sides. Good stock on there, man. <laughs> Shit Hitler were you proud of. <laughs> From this weekend in the NFL, the uh, the Cowboys continue the winning streak. Uh, 
Uh, I'm now, freaking believable. They're now six and one on the year. Uh, and Troy and Emmett Smith aren't on the team. They right? still have not mathematically been eliminated from the possibility of finishing eight and eight again. So. Uh, if they you're still, a cowboy fan out there, still have Robo. don't still get too excited yet, <laughs> because you've seen this before. You've been on this ride before. Yes, you have. I mean, it is. We're not even at the eighth game yet, so don't get too excited. Uh, I told you about you know the year that I was all excited that the Raiders were eight and zero, and they finished eight and eight. And that, that, that like pretty much sums up the Cowboys of the last six years. I mean, they could start hot, they could start seven and one or six and two, and they would finish eight and eight. You know? And yeah. That's that's what a Jerry Jones built team will do for you, or a Tony Romo quarterback team. You know, that's he's got good number. He looks great on paper. He does, and he looks great on the field for the most part this year. And I think that. If there were ever a time to be optimistic about the Cowboys, this is, it. this is the year to be optimistic, but not to go out and get a new tattoo. <laughs> not get to say this is where we get uh, our next Super Bowl, you know, because I think that I still think that a lot of people are going to get really excited right now and their hopes and dreams are going to be crushed <laughs> because of it. And I'm going to laugh because I love to laugh at Cowboys fans. It's really, it's really entertaining. I mean, it's like my third or fourth favorite pastime. <laughs> Did you catch any of the Monday night game, though? Who played Monday night again? It was the Steelers and the Texans. Yeah, because the Texans were the Texans started off with a bang, and uh, I, I, what's his name? Watt. I like to watch that, that uh -huh. guy play. Yeah. And then I blinked. The next thing I know, uh, friggin', uh, they were dropping the ball, and people were recovering it on the two yeah. yard line. And Roethlisberger's gone to work. And, and uh, there you I go, mean, man. The Steelers got pretty much the biggest gift that they could possibly ask for. Because they were on the verge of really kind of thinking, like, what are we doing this season? Do we need to blow it up and start over? And down 13 nothing to the Texans with three and a half minutes left in the half. And they take the lead, man. And then the Texans <laughs> just implode. <laughs> I mean, the Steelers kick a field goal. The Texans go three and out. The Steelers score a touchdown in two plays. Yes. The Texans fumble their first play from scrimmage. The Steelers score a touchdown. Not only fumble the first play from scrimmage, they fumble the first play from scrimmage around the five yard yeah. line somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then the Steelers score. They kick it off. The, the Texans throw an interception, and the Steelers score two plays after that. Did you and see that interception? Big ninety nine intercepted it, man. I, I mean, he got tipped, went up in the air, and it, he ran. He ran like he used to. Play. He knows how to run the football, man. Yeah. yeah he... It was just. Yeah, the, the, the turnaround was yeah, fantastic. I mean, you don't get to see it very often. It's like watching a tennis match, one volley of a tennis match in a three-minute span. Like, your neck is just going... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gave you sound effects because you didn't see me, but yeah, that's right. that was the sound of my head going from left to right. <laughs> left to right on your dial. I love yeah. that when I listen to... Uh, college football yeah uh, <laughs> they give you the brief description of the uniforms yeah 
In All the... right, did I forget to say from left to right? <laughs> and you know what? I actually picture him. Yeah, <laughs> it helps. It really it does. does help. It does help. Well, we'll be doing a little bit of that when we uh, are at the uh, Tavern Bowl on Sunday. Uh, are we going to call the games a little bit? We'll call a little bit of the game awesome. while we're there. Uh, uh, we'll have some fun with it. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Good times. What the crap? <laughs> well, anyway. That thing's dumb. <laughs> what do you need? You need to pull something up? Uh, just, you say, know. just say it's nerdy. Pull up a... <laughs> we're, we're, I was going to talk college football for like, you know, you got it, 11 and a half minutes. You got it, man. Maybe nine and, a, nine and three quarters. A lot of good games coming up this year, this week, I believe. Yes. Uh, like I said, we talked about uh, earlier, we said the SC's playing the Utah Utes. Utes have been playing some good ball. They have. And, the Utes uh, are ranked twentieth uh, or nineteenth, something in that regard. In all those regards, yeah. So we we look see. There are SEC teams, SEC teams playing other SEC teams, and you know. I love that convert. Did you watch the? You, did you watch the Florida State uh, Notre Dame game? No, I. They run a commercial about the ACC. Oh yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, it talks about the BCS championship, the uh, Heisman Trophy. Uh, some other award, lineman award or something, and one other, it's like four things. And I said, the only conference that's won them all the same year. <laughs> it's actually a, a pretty cool uh, marketing ploy. Uh, let's see here. You want to see all Division One, or you want to see just the top twenty-five? Let's just crank it down to the top twenty-five. Top twenty-five. I'll be overstimulated yeah. if I have to look yeah. at all one hundred and twenty-eight. Oh God, it doesn't give us it. That option's usually there, man. Uh, go to the scoreboard instead of the schedule. Uh, hey, okie dokie, boogie. That's, oh, oh, oh. Actually, I could have done it for right from there. Yes, I know. Thank you very Say much. Say <laughs> Yeah, if, if you click on the scores. There's my little option there. Why is everything slowing down all of a sudden here, brother? ESPN. I blame Walt Disney. He decided he wanted the websites to be cryogenically frozen, just like his head. Oh, you're wrong. You're so wrong, man. There you go. Here we go. Top 25. There you go. Oh, there. There it is. Hey, you found it. Okay. Oh, Oregon's playing Cal. Cal has Cal. Cal has a they have a pulse, them. though. Yeah, they do. They almost beat the... They, the, they the, had the, a... Eucla. Yeah, that was a kind of a gnarly game. They had a player carted off uh, on the backboard and the whole thing. Oh they, wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was it's a little hardcore. That's why I saw that. It was uh, Anaheim Stadium. Uh, was it Anaheim? Or no, I was watching on TV when uh, Cal State Long Beach played UCLA. And they had to bring the whole Cal State Long Beach team off yeah, the field on stretchers. Back, man. It's really inconsiderate of this guy. We were trying to sit in the bar and drink and have fun, and then we all had to get quiet because he was getting hauled <laughs> off on a stretcher. Just really rude. This is rude. This is wrong. I can only say that because he was released from the hospital the next day. I believe he's going to be, you know, okay. He's walking and talking. Yeah. Yeah, he, gave the, he gave the obligatory thumbs up as he was getting hauled off on the cart, which okay. doesn't really mean that yeah, much. Let me tell you something, man. Here's what I remember about the thumbs up. Because uh, this is a thing when the the earthquake uh, that collapsed the Bay Bridge, uh -huh. I believe that was the same one that, for the World Series. Uh -huh. I don't know. There's a guy who was there for like collapsed in the bridge for like a couple days or whatever, and then they got him out and everything, gave the thumbs up thing. 
Not so good. Not so good. It's like a day later, a couple days later, he passed. So yeah. don't but, fall for the thumbs up. So I'm just I, saying. I mean, that dude that was reaching over the railing for a home run ball at the Rangers game and fell down and smacked his head on concrete 40 feet below. Yeah. He was giving the thumbs up as they hauled his ass away, and he was dead like eight hours later. He was there with his kid, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's sad, man. And we're going to have to pick up that therapy tab. <laughs> All know. right, man. Tra- got, tragedy nonetheless. We're going to the, uh, the NFL, you know, uh, NCAA we've, football. We've got Ole Miss and LSU in a game that really, that one, nobody probably would have seen that as a big game back no. in September. And now. And Ole Miss should run all over them, but LSU is one of those teams that they don't, they don't fold, man. They, they usually don't. Except Not in big they, games. They no. got they got their butts whooped by Mississippi State at home, actually. So this one against Ole Miss, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the rest of the SEC slate, you know, Kentucky's terrible. Tennessee, I kind of feel bad for them. They're like a shadow of their former selves. <laughs> uh, South, Car- many, South Carolina, Auburn could be a good this one. This is the game, man. This could be a very fun one. Michigan taking on Michigan State. Uh, you know, I should have invited the next round neighbor over. He's a he's a M State alumni. Yeah. And uh, works for the same uh, district you work in, and uh, but he uh, and you know Michigan University of Michigan for years has referred to Michigan State as little brother. Yeah, the Wolverines were the beast. They, I mean, they, they were, were the beast. For they, years. they are still the all-time winningest program in college football history, and yet Bo Schimbeckler was Bo. Uh, Bo yeah, was yeah. part of that whole deal. Yeah. He got uh, I, I don't even. Not even sure if Bo ever won a national championship there, but like because the, their last one was in '97, and before that it was like '60 something. Wow. Um, but you know they just would win a lot of games and then usually lose the Rose Bowl. And, <laughs> and uh, what's the name? Uh, God, played for the Raiders, was a Heisman Trophy winner, went to Michigan. Charles Wood- Woodson. Woodson, yeah. yes, and. He's still going strong. That dude's like 39 or 40 yeah, years is old. Is he back for the... Is he playing he's on the Raiders again. Is he back on the Raiders? Yeah. He, went, he was with he the, the Green Bay. Steelers and the Raiders and the Green Bay. He was in Green Bay for a while, and now he's back with the Raiders because yeah. Green Bay said, oh, we don't want to spend the money. <laughs> we, want to, we want to spend money on more cheesehead and hats. Yeah, they did the same thing to Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> he and, went, he went, <laughs> and he played for a number of years after And they had so. to beg him to come back and forgive them. <laughs> uh, but Michigan going to East Lansing to take on Michigan State. Um it is a rivalry game, so, you know, the whole all bets are off all thing bets applies. Are off, but Michigan is a bad team this year. They're, they're, they're not a good football team. <laughs> Michigan State, they can be a very good football team. They haven't been every day this year or every game this season. But they're still 6-1. and They're 6-1. and one. They're ranked 8th in the country. I mean, for, for those of you who believe in rooting for conferences, if you're a Big Ten fan, you really need Michigan State to win this one. Uh... Otherwise, the the last best hope of the league is pretty much gone for this season in the new playoff, Brave New World. Um, Ohio State and Penn State in a game that it's a rivalry can game. occasionally be very good. This year, Penn State is, you know, they're finding their way around. They've got a new ginger at quarterback. And, yeah. Uh, Ohio State, with the one loss on their schedule, is still it still just makes no sense to me. Inexplicable. I mean, they, they got pantsed at home. By Virginia Tech. Virginia I mean, like, Tech. You I watched that game. Two touchdowns, and it wasn't that close. Like, Virginia Tech just obliterated their offensive line. 
And and yeah. That's the only game I've seen Ohio State play this year. Yeah, me, me too. And I don't know I don't know what else to think of them other I still have that image of <laughs> JT Barrett just getting ravaged by like four hokies every single snap. Uh-huh. I mean it was a never ending flood of defenders for that entire fourth quarter pretty much. So um, the Pac-12, we do have some fun stuff going on. Aside from Oregon and Cal, we've got Arizona-Washington State, which it really seems like it shouldn't be entertaining in the slightest, but that's Mike Leach against Rich Rodriguez. That's going to be funny. I mean, Mike Leach <laughs> might, like, throw on an eye patch and put a knife in his mouth and fling across the field on a rope or something. Oh, two and five, though, man. But, Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's about where they should be. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of brutal. Arizona got, State's playing Washington. Yeah, they got some. Uh, they're, they're, let's see, one and two, three and one in Pac-12. We'll see with that. Yeah, and you know, we got Nebraska and Rutgers. That Rutgers one, is five and two, man. They are. Um, they just got beat. 56-0, Oh, they scored points at the end? I yeah. think so, yeah. They got, they got manhandled by Ohio State last weekend. Um, Nebraska coming off of their first victory after a bye week and a loss against Michigan State. And <laughs> they played Northwestern. It's hard to get excited about Northwestern. Northwestern. Here's the funny thing about Northwestern. When I was a kid, Northwestern had, had one of those teams that, that like hadn't won a game in, like, mm-hmm five years or some crap like that. And then, I don't know, ten years or so ago, they were, like, winning all, everything. They were mm-hmm. just never – they weren't losing, right? They were just a team that was – made a big change and were coming back and beating people right and left. And now they're kind of just – Yeah. And, then, and, you know, they beat – this year they beat Penn State. They beat Wisconsin – couple teams you wouldn't have expected them to. And then Nebraska played him in Evanston last weekend. And for the first time in the fourth, now fourth season that Nebraska's in the Big Ten, that game was decided by more than three points. Because the first game was like Northwestern by three. The next year it was like Nebraska by one. The year, and then last year it was like Nebraska by three. And this year it was Nebraska by three touchdowns. Yeah. Um... Which is where, realistically, when you look at the rosters, athletically, that's kind of where it probably should be most of the time. <laughs> Northwestern, no knock on them. They're like, they play hard and they're well coached, but they're like smart kids. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not football factory. Well, they're not the Ivy League, but... Uh... <laughs> but they're, they're not, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're not Stanford, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming mm-hmm. from. This is the game to watch, right? USC here in the, in the and the Utahs. Yeah, because the Utahs and football. Look at that. They're, they're, they're uh, one position ahead of the Trojans. And everybody's, you know, like I said, you can't, you can't even, you can't judge the Trojans off of last week's game. I mean, Colorado sucks. Yeah, that was and, what twenty-eight uh, nothing with like five minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you know uh, through uh, seven touchdown passes, but they just, they were just. Colorado was just out, out. Man, outclassed out. That was a game where the tickets were on Groupon. Like a they month had two thousand tickets left. Uh, I remember when I was looking at the ESPN thing before the start of the game? It was like twenty three hundred tickets left. The Coliseum. I mean, and, and granted, the Coliseum is a huge stadium. It seats like 
ninety thousand people, but they close off half the they close off. I wouldn't say half the Coliseum, but about a fourth of the Coliseum is closed off. Mm-hmm. So they still have twenty three hundred seats seats left. Is you know, come on. And that's with I mean I I get Groupon emails every damn yeah. day, and they have had since like early September that game. You could buy those tickets for thirty bucks. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, nobody wants to see this. <laughs> SC fans don't even want to see this. Like we were we were at a bar in Big Bear for a while on Saturday, uh, and there were like four SC fans at a table next to us, and that was the game that they had the audio on the TVs for, and these guys were just going nuts, screaming and hollering about like the fifth touchdown of the game, and it's like. What are you excited about? Dude? <laughs> They're playing the JV. What a high school team! Yeah. <laughs> this shouldn't be on the television. Yeah, this is usually where they switch games, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, UCLA gets a turn this weekend against Colorado. They, they have, need it. They need. They it. do need it, but yeah. they have to go to the altitude to get it. And uh, I mean, I still don't think they're, they're that that Colorado program. I still cannot believe how far it's fallen in the last ten years. What that team name? The the Buffaloes. <laughs> hey man, just goes to show you. When, when in doubt, they're pro- not Northwestern. Prove to everyone that you're a public education institution. <laughs> I chosen to work in that realm. West Virginia, Oklahoma State. That's there's gonna be a lot of points there. West Virginia just tagged uh they just beat Oklahoma last weekend or who'd they they beat some big 12 they beat Oklahoma big boys yeah by oh, no, did they beat Sooners did they beat Baylor beat? West Virginia beat Baylor last they beat week Baylor they last sure week. did yes, yes. Indeed, and they man. whooped on them 41 27 that was a game where they dominated and you know the week before Baylor kind of got lucky they escaped a big high scoring game against TCU that was they won uh, like 50, 61 to fifty. That took it down to the last few seconds of the game, right? And as a person who no longer watches the Big Twelve all that often, I felt like the referees were trying to protect the last hope for the Big Twelve to stay undefeated that year. I felt like they got some very beneficial calls to go Baylor's way against TCU. You a conspiracy theorist? No, but you know, like we said, I should have brought my tinfoil hat. <laughs> and, and this game, oh, I West because I watched part of the West Virginia Baylor game, and there was no there was no stopping them. I mean, it was they throttled them. Yeah. So. Still gotta like those those Baylor Bears, you know. I still like want to give them a hug. Like you know what, man? You guys were so Come bad on, for so long. What are they? What? What's Waco known for, man? David, David Koresh. So you gotta, you gotta give, the, you gotta give them some credit, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, who changing, doesn't, who doesn't things. feel a little bit bad for yeah. those folks over there in Waco? Exactly, you know? man. <laughs> Throw them some love, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, did, uh, who went there for a while? Didn't uh, Russell? Uh, did he go to Baylor? No, he went. Seattle for Russell Wilson went to NC State first, and then he went, and to, then he went to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. that's right, that's right. Where, Where he, uh, RG3 was at Baylor. RG3 was at Baylor. And he played there for his whole whole tenure. And before RG3, you can pretty much trace it back to... <laughs> Heisman. 
goes back a long way. Sing- Singletary, yeah. I guess. Did Mike Singletary go there? He went to Baylor. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was why he, I mean, before it, before he proved how inept he was with the 49ers. Ooh, easy now. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say that if he was standing in front of you, would you? <laughs> I would not. I would not because I'd be afraid that he would pull his pants right. down and do something weird. Like he was trying to inspire me in the locker room. I remember that guy when he played oh, on the he was field. A, he was an absolute monster. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I, would I say, definitely wouldn't want to piss him off. I would say anything to him as like, hello, Mr. Singletary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot of Baylor folks were clamoring for him to take over until... You know, I, you know what? I, I, think, I, think he, uh, I think he just was the wrong fit for us. Oh, yeah. I think that that's a weird organization to begin with. Yeah. It's not a... It's not a old school no and you, you look at look at the, the coaches who were you know, Bill, Wel- Bill Welch Welch was it okay Walsh Walsh and he came from Stanford right mm-hmm. local they're really good they, they do well under guys who are, are San Francisco guys or mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily no, NorCal guys you know what I mean you know, Bay Area guys yeah uh, and then because uh, uh, Harbaugh Harbaugh was at uh Stanford, he was right? Stanford See, they do well under guys that, you know, and uh, I don't, what's the guy that's going to be Italian name? I don't know where he came from. Mariucci? Mariucci. He coached at Cal before he See? coached. See, there you go, man. Bay Area guys do better there, man. Yeah. I think there's something to that because yeah, that, that place is different than the whole rest of the country, man. It's, it's weird. It's a weird place. And, uh, I think you need, yeah, to, have, you you need to have experienced <laughs> it when you're out of the spotlight yes. before you. Yeah. Dive in and you're the top dog. Yeah, um, you can't be coming from Chi Town and shit. <laughs> trying to be the head coach of an NFL team while you dabble at Hayden Ashbury. <laughs> and walk through the tenderloin. Uh, been know, there, been there, really done that. Ex- explore. Uh, I like the one. No, the, really it's been gentrified. It's been gentrified now, man. It's not the same as what it was. The tenderloin. Mm-hmm. The tenderloin was a spot that like you had to visit back in the day. Uh, I, I was there uh, about five years ago. I was like, what happened? Man? <laughs> well, hmm. Guess I'll grab an espresso. Well, that's why I was drinking a PBR. Well, that's, a, that's how it works, though, man. I mean, you see it with all these neighborhoods down down this street, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some folks come in and class the joint up. Yeah, man. It's just they not buy the cheap and fix it up, and then they make everyone want to live there. Yeah. It's a great concept. I just know, just chases I, away a lot of seedy fun. You know? Yes, it does. It definitely does. For those of us who like to dwell in the <laughs> underbelly of society, it really... It's upsetting. Yeah. It really makes us have to do a lot more work than we really want to. <laughs> that is true. We like these places because there's not a lot of work required. I actually... Uh, same thing about the... Uh, I mean, the first time I was in Haight-Ashbury was in the early... Uh, pre, <laughs> Pre-T-Bone. <laughs> early 80s. Last one I was there, it was about five years ago. I was like, yeah. It's it's like uh, if Universal Studios was going to throw up a, a section and then said, this is Hate Ashbury type of thing. Oh, yeah. But the real deal, man. No Jerry Garcia wandering around. You know, no, no, that, you know, that, when I was there in the early 80s, man, it was still. Still pretty raw. It was still pretty raw. But uh, not so much. Yeah, dude, those days are gone. Pretty much everywhere, though. Gastro pubs and shit. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not a, not a, I'm not opposed to gastro pubs. But no, I, you know, it's just, it's just wasn't the same, man. Yeah, but 
We live in Disneyland, man. <laughs> we live in this weird manufactured fake place. Yeah. <laughs> they've chased all the they've chased all the fun out. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Sometimes things just uh, change is not always great. Uh, I understand. Uh, and, you know, if you're running a city, I guess there's a reason for it. You know, there's a whole lot of revenue you can gather by <laughs> chasing the uh, the riffraff out. <laughs> But those of us who like to go back and visit the riffraff, it's yeah. a little disappointing. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> I like to keep my feet firmly planted in the gutter and yet reach for the curb. My first shot of wheatgrass was in Haight-Ashbury back years ago. Back before Jamba Juice. Yeah, back, yeah, exactly. Just and any of those Some little existed. stand on the side of the road. The guy goes, dude, dude what's wheatgrass? I'm like, what's wheatgrass? And uh, you know, he fired me up a shot of wheatgrass. And it was my first... first uh, I got a lot of memories back then. Right? Yeah. I'm not real big on that kind of change. So. Yeah. So, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> gotta, days gotta, are gone. Gotta build my own island someday. And just bring it all. Yeah, back. man. <laughs> I got a pickup truck. I'll bring the rocks. All right. You build the bridge. I'll dump the rocks off the bridge. We'll make an island. We'll make an island. That's right. science, right there. <laughs> um, you know, like we said earlier, Game Three of the World Series Friday. At 5.07 p.m. for us Pacific folks. That one's taking place in San Francisco. Uh, there's an NFL game tomorrow, and it is the Chargers and the Broncos. That's in Denver. That's um, going to... See, that's the thing. The, the Broncos are coming off of a Sunday night game. so They are. Normally it would be a good game. Uh, Chargers have been playing some great ball. But um, the Chargers' starting corners are both out. One Verrett's out with a concussion, and Flowers is out with uh, something else. Um, I think even on short rest, the Broncos, I hate to say it, are probably going to have their way with the Chargers. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, that's why they play the games. But, yeah, I I disagree with putting any divisional games on a Thursday night to begin with. I think that's a mistake. I think the NFL... You think those should be a... a you know, I actually saw a really cool proposal for making the NFL... Thursday night money grab and London money grab work better. What was that? It was shorten the preseason to two games and stretch the regular season to 19 weeks instead of the current 17 weeks, uh -huh. but not add two more games, not make it an 18-week season, make it a 17-week season, 17-game season. Uh, so each team gets two bye weeks over the course of that 19-week regular season. The regular 16 games that they've already played, and then one neutral site game. Okay. And so this would make it with two bye weeks. That's probably the only way they're going to be able to add any more games to the regular season and get the players' union to go along with it. Add another bye week. And that would make it so that these Thursday night games don't have, you know, they don't, we don't have a team play Sunday night and then Thursday. You know, the byes would be there. And it would also open up the possibility for like yes you're going to have a buy either before or after you play in London right or at, you should yeah yeah and i think that, that that is the case right now but this one actually this this particular idea involved not just London but like yeah dude let's let's put games in Tuscaloosa and Lincoln and LA Places that don't have the NFL, have NFL for some team. fucked up reason, <laughs> um, and I think that makes a ton of sense. You know, put 
put some of those games back to all these people who have been the driver of your product for right. the last 50 years, you know. And so, I don't know. The NFL has still got this tunnel vision thing where they think that London's going to work, and I still think it's a fool's errand. I mean, even if they if they go they jump got a through better, the hoops, they got a better chance of uh, making Canada work than they do London. Canada, Canada's already playing a pretty close version to, to American football. Yeah, but the NFL looks at Canada as subordinate to their media markets. You know, like uh, you're going to kind of like it's yeah. Work, and look, it's worked for it worked for hockey. Yeah, it's worked somewhat for baseball, and it worked somewhat, somewhat for, for basketball. basketball. Yeah. yeah, they they're batting fifty. They're batting fifty percent for yeah. basketball. You know, so. Uh, um, I'm not. I mean, I don't, I'm not a voting member of the. Yeah. <laughs> Nor I. Clearly. I don't know, man. I just. I. I know that they want to be global and all this crap, but it's like, dude. Yes, there are people over there that like it, but. Look, it ain't soccer, man. The Champions League thing that they do, the UEFA thing, where mm-hmm. it's like, well, the best teams from here and here and here play. That's nice. But it doesn't affect the their regular season. Yeah, you know, the exactly. Premier League is not ham- hampered in any way by the fact that the top two teams are going to p- go play top two teams from other leagues later. It's a separate thing, yep. and they're never going to create that anywhere outside of this continent. No, I agree. It's that that it, ship has sailed. So there's just I don't know. I, I think I think it's a fool's errand. I think that. Roger Goodell and the the people that employ him are just greedy as fuck, and it's a it's a mistake in the making, and we're watching it. I mean, as it is right now, the global economy is kind of confused. I'm gonna put it that way to be nice. Like we've 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 kind of screwed up a lot of things. We screwed the pooch a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And and I say we because American leadership in politics and the economy has screwed up a lot of things. I mean, business, governments, like, the overextension of the American empire as it kind of retreats, I think that if you can see that as a casual observer of the globe around us, wouldn't you think that these rich-ass people who are supposed to pay people to tell them the right things, not just (laughs) say yes, would be telling them, like, dude, people don't, I don't think there's that much money in this. If we no job security, we're gonna, that, we're gonna, job security is to say yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and clearly, there are a lot of yes men telling oh, them that yes. they're going to be able to go down and have have NFL jerseys for sale on High Street because it's like, dude, Harrods don't want nothing to do with you. Like, this is not. It's it's just it's a mistake. That's all I can say. I'm waiting for the first uh, the first round draft pick that. Uh, Declines. Decides, decides that his contract needs to be paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> That's it's going to make for a fun twist. Yeah, it will make really for a fun is. twist. <laughs> Next week on Swoosh World, uh, our guest will be Lisa Dwoskin. Dwos- yeah. She is a uh, life coach and fitness expert, model, writer, and author, and publisher. And she'll be joining us here on Swoops World late night next week. Uh, just throwing that in there, man. I don't know, I know what you're going to do. Oh, you hear that? <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. I know she's based out of Florida. 
which we can have a lot of fun with. Uh, but uh, her publicist did say, see you then. So uh, we'll have to firm that up before uh, before I can... Uh, phrasing. Actually, <laughs> 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 Actually, be sure. But uh, <laughs> she's our guest next week. Awesome. As always, uh, I'm sorry, Major. I, we were, we were no, sure I'm, I'm done. Just, uh, also, uh, just like we said, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, October 26, 2014, from 4 to 8, we will be at Tavern and Bowl at the Triangle, 1875 Newport Boulevard in Costa Mesa. Hopefully, uh, well, we'll have uh, the, the whole crew here for Seuss World, and hopefully AD will be joining us. He says he will, so we'll be uh, looking forward to that. And we'll be there in support of the Breast Cancer Angels, which is a really good uh, organization. You, know, you need to check them out. I'm going to get a web address here if I can find it. I had it here. Let me just check this real quick. I've got so many things happening here, man. I'm multitasking, man. Multitasking. Uh, Breast Cancer Angels is. Uh, da, da, da. I knew that was going to happen. I just had it up. I lost it, man. I, may, I need my own sturdily. Breast Cancer Angels is breastcancerangels.org. Uh, what they do is uh, really a, a great thing. Um, they actually assist uh, women uh, with uh, terminal breast cancer, and they uh, provide them with the help they need, just like housing and, and things of that, things of that such. Um, you know, Best Angel Angels' uh, mission is to provide financial and emotional assistance for women and their families as they are going through breast cancer treatment. Uh, they've assisted, uh, also assisted six men. Uh, we assist the, the one we were be helping out was uh, the people in the Orange County chapter, who uh, deals with people in Orange County, Long Beach, South Bay, and San Diego. Uh, they do one-time emergency assistance in the Empire and Los Angeles. Also, they are an independent, non-profit, five hundred one c three organization, and uh, really uh, interesting story behind them. Go to breastcancerangels.org to learn more about them, and uh, we'll be there in support of them. This week, that's Sunday, October 26, 2014, 4 to 8 p.m. at Tavern and Bowl at the Triangle, 1875 Newport Boulevard, Costa Mesa. Uh, let's see, we just got I gotta, I gotta put your, your outgoing thing, man. You have an outgoing thing, so I gotta play the. T Bold is out! I want a short change, brother, you know what I'm saying, man? That's right. Right. Another edition of T-Bone Time Out. You are listening to some sort of talk show on network. This is Rillo Wright, and it's called Rillo's Long Beach. Uh, you know, I saw Rillo uh, just the other day. Yeah. Uh, he's doing well. He's been a guest on the show not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He's been booking a lot of uh, a lot of things lately, uh, a lot of paid gigs lately, and uh, nice. moving on up. Got a new uh, new songs out, and, and he's working on a new uh, uh, video for one of his uh, one of his newer songs. So you get a chance check out Real Right. Uh, you can see him. Uh, you can go to our uh, website and look up uh, Swoops for Late Night. We guess Rillo Right R O 
R I L L O S. And uh, he will, uh, you have a chance to check him out. Good, good kid, good songs, good, uh, good. I've known him for a long time. I've known him since he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Back after this. This that Long Beach East Side of Pitbull Rock Waller Jack Rabbit Polly Ho Donut shops and liquor stores 40 ounce of mission bro Roll a fat blood And tell your bitch Filled with mistletoe Puerto Rican off of 4th Street She know me I'm low key So deep Probably off of Lyman Hill Sipping on some Henny Slow And she know We don't love them hoes Just wanna see you Take off your clothes This that blue carpet treatment Shout out to the dog father Cadillac Soda Pilots Crew neck Check the collar Smoke weed everyday Bitch that's the motto Everybody in the grand Trying to hit the lotto It's for Miss Quellberg in 11th grade You said I had so much potential But I'm silly blazed Still amazed how I'm getting it now Throw it up for my city Cause I'm putting it down Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga I'm from Long Beach Dog, Warren G, Nick Dog, rest in peace Boob on the chronic, I got the recipe Let's go see what's poppin' tonight Them coppers in flight, top us the heights Kill them off when I'm rockin' the mic I'm like, what it is, what it do, what it seem like Eastside train, bitch gave my niggas that green light I'm three flights, higher than a round trip At Louis Burger, eating fries with a down bitch I found this to be the life I chose I like some O's with some nice, quite thick hoes Whoa, It's LB, don't tell me about nothing. You smell me, that's the OG that I'm puffing. I'm fucking your favorite, I'm leaving her tasteless. Chris Cologne, baby, now I heard that's your fragrance. Yeah, you know what I'm on, just the fucking East, baby. I'm a fucking beach, baby. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Last Day Off, and you're listening to Swoops World Radio. And welcome back to Swoops World, man. It's, uh, yeah, we're wrapping things up here pretty quick. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, the new studio next week, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's yeah. in store. Peter will be back with us. and uh, Hopefully there's a whole keg of horchata. <laughs> Could you picture that, man? <laughs> I picture that in my dreams on Absolutely. a fairly regular basis. You know what? There's, the, the, the thing about horchata is there's some people that make really good horchata and some people who just make horchata. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in Mexico, you know, 
when you first go to Mexico, the first couple times you're there, you know, you're worried about that whole Montezuma's Revenge thing. And everything. Let me drink anything but actual water. Yeah, you're getting stuff like off the street and stuff like that. But I tell you what, I had some great horchata mm-hmm. from street vendors when mm-hmm. I was in the Mazatlan. Amazing. And shaved ice. And you're like, uh, I don't know what the shaved ice is. But I, mean, I had like the shaved ice with the tamarindo or whatever you call it, tamarind sauce, sweetener stuff. And good stuff, man. I, yeah. I tell you what, man. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful culture. It is, man. It's great. It's great. You just got to go there and have a good time. Yeah. Like you said, once you get the old, uh, the fear that you've been Yeah. I, like, I remember going down to, you know, Ensenada and places like that as a little kid. Yeah, they like, went, don't drink the water. Yeah, don't drink the water. We were eating churros off carts and tacos oh off the Oh, my God. That's the best freaking uh, bacon wrap hot I was in my heaven, life. man. Like, <laughs> and you know what? I think that being exposed to it at that age probably kept me from getting sick all the times I did it later on down in life. You know why? Because that's freaking science. It is. And, <laughs> and that's one of the times when I'm not making it up when I say that it's science. Well, like, here's the thing. We, 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 we've kind of talked, we touch on a lot of subjects when we're on the show a lot of times. You know, I've read so many articles about people, you know, all the like hand sanitizers, hand sanitizers and all these kinds of things. You, if your body loses the ability to to deal with the the, the natural bacteria that it's supposed to be exposed to right mm-hmm. so that's when people start getting like they actually said uh, they've seen studies where people who never dig around in dirt and never who are always using hand sanitizers and kind of like quarantine themselves get sick more frequently yeah. than people who have dealt with you know played in the dirt and mess mm-hmm. with the bacteria and and you know your body's taking some of that stuff in and builds up certain things that fight disease, and, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So it's uh, no, it's a good thing, man. It's a good yeah. thing. It exposes a whole lot of different cultures and stuff. And yeah. I, I we're right now we're all like everybody's the whole everybody's up in arms about Ebola and stuff like that. I saw a doctor on on TV the other day because the city of Los Angeles wanted to make a statement with some uh, oh. by you know some resolution about Ebola. And, and it goes nowhere. It's just making a statement. Yeah. This doctor was there to speak on behalf. He says, he says, you know, he's like an expert. He's a real expert, right? He says, more people will die from lightning strikes in the U.S. this year than will die from Ebola. He says, you guys need to chill out on this shit. It's like, you're, you're just fear about, you know, it's like this thing. Yeah. Just, you're making everybody nervous and afraid of something that's really not going to take over our uh-huh. society. The the best one that I saw on the on the Facebooks was more Americans have been married to Kim Kardashian than, <laughs> than have died of Ebola. <laughs> there you have it. You know, I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. Yeah, it's like I think I don't. Uh, I, I keep getting these uh, voicemails from. Medical network that I belong to, my insurance thing, mm-hmm. tell me about all these free places to get flu shots. I never get flu shots. I got a flu shot one time, the sickest I've ever been. And then you know what, they, you know what the response was? Yeah, we kind of when we give flu shots, we kind of look at what the, the what strain is headed this way, and it's kind of a guess thing. Mm-hmm. And if a different strain hits you, it doesn't help. It doesn't protect yeah. you. Yeah. So I they go, you probably got hit with a different strain. 
than what we get, injected you with. Or, you know, some people do get sick from the shot. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why, why, why put myself down when I very rarely catch the flu anyway? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody gets it eventually, but I don't do the flu shot. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, Jenny McCarthy, but <laughs> I don't do the flu shot. <laughs> I'm, I think that if, if I were going to really show up on the spectrum, I would have it by now. So I'm not worried for that reason. You know, I think I'm probably a smidge on the autistic side <laughs> in some ways. But, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I can find other ways to expose myself to it. Why don't I just run around to school for a day? Yeah. I was going to say, all, of, all the things I've subjected my immune system to over the years. How about if I just go to the grocery store? <laughs> they call it, I, I saw a thing, I was listening to Dr. Drew not too long ago, and he says, you know, you always hear this stuff like, there's more bacteria on a, ba- on a doorknob than on a toilet seat. There's more bacteria here than there. He says, he says, yeah, so what? He goes, so what? He says, there's bacteria everywhere. Everything you touch has got bacteria. The bottom line is, is how you deal with it mm-hmm. and how your body handles it. That's just the bottom line, and people who are like totally psyched out and afraid of that crap are the ones who get sick more so than others. You know, I've seen, listen, I've dealt with and hung out with and known uh, people who are living on the streets, and they have some issues, but they ain't down. They're not down and out as much as people who actually have the good life. Lots of times, you know, they're just like. <laughs> Grab my shit, push my cart down the road, and I'm still walking and talking. And everyone else is like curled up in the fetal position because the yeah. body doesn't the body doesn't fight that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, there you have it. Man. That's my little soapbox opera tonight. You got anything else, man? We wrapped a bunch of shit. I don't got Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I think that's going to wrap it up for us, man. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, Peter will be back, and uh, he's probably going to have one thing to talk about, his, uh, his latest move and his uh, buyer and all kinds of great stories. And, uh, Adventures. Yes. Yeah, so, well, actually, you can listen to us Sunday. Uh, he should be with us Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, I should say. And if you're in town, stop by the Tavern and Bowl at the Triangle, 1875 Newport Boulevard in Costa Mesa. Swoops Road will be there broadcasting in support of the Breast Cancer Angels. We'll be also there to chat it up about the the, the, the Sunday night game, and uh, hopefully AD will be joining us, and we'll have a lot of fun. He, he said he would. We're going to hold said him to that. We're going to hold him to it. That's going to do it for us tonight. Next week on Swoops Road, late night. Next Wednesday night, Lisa Dwolskin will be our guest. Good night, all. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests forever, do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Thank you.